Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. This episode of the RTAF podcast is brought to you by LostSailorLeather.com. Lost Sailor Leather is the artwork of Jared Michael Trantham. He's a fourth-generation leathersmith artist. And he's sponsoring the podcast by making a bunch of keychains for us. We have leather keychains with the RTAF logo stamped into them with all these crazy colors. And you can find those on our website at rtafpodcast.com. John and I have them on our websites as well at andrewnorrisarts.com and johnspeaker.com. Jared makes all types of wearable art and more. He has wallets, belts, vests, and he also does things like um, whiskey flasks, keychains, as we just mentioned, and even journal covers. I myself have a belt, a wallet, a keychain, and a journal cover. I highly endorse his product. He does a great job. He's a great artist. You can also hit him up for some custom pieces. Uh, A lot of things I didn't mention here, but he can pretty much make anything. Dog collars, human collars, you know, if you're into that. Just holler at him. You guys go support him. And right now, if you go to LostSailorLeather.com, you can take 20% off your entire order if you use the code RTAF20. So go on over and support our homie. Thank you, Jared, for sponsoring the podcast. And check out those keychains to support RTAF. Welcome to another episode of RTAF Podcast. Thanks for being here. That is Abram Alio. Hard A, hardy. This is the intro, guys. We're going to tighten it up in the post-edit. Let's just give Abe shouts to his face. Wow, he's cool. He's adding some sound effects right now. What yeah, did we, we just talk about? podcast is with Abe. Yeah. Abe, who are you and what did we talk about? Yo, my name's Abram. Alio. Yo, yo. We talked about, uh, man, it was... We went a lot of places. Pretty much everything. Yeah, we went deep. We went broad. I'm trying to inspire y'all. We went high. So if you guys are trying to get inspired, I'd say listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But if, if For real, though. If you're not really trying to get inspired, I'd say just skip, skip. Go listen to... Uh, something else yeah do you want your life to not improve or get worse don't listen to this that's right we we talk about promise yeah we give you some nice book references as guiding lights Uh for you in your artistic journey we talk about i don't know abe talks about how he has procured some mural work very interesting uh knowledgeable fun facts in Mm -hmm. there um we also talk about meeting life goals and realizing hey maybe that's not exactly what i wanted it's switching gears and being brave enough to switch gears talked about freedom versus money Ooh, 
quality versus quantity. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a big one. It's a good one. Yep. We yeah, also I talked think about you enlightened me on that. daily routines and mm-hmm. what it means to be a successful artist. Yeah. Yeah. And how you set the terms. That's mm-hmm. right. Hey. <laughs> yeah, there's tons hey. of great info. It's awesome. You're going to love it. Uh, Abe, how can people find you? So, um, I live in Denver and (laughs) (laughs) my address. Yeah. I, I, I go to Bardo coffee shop a lot. So you can meet, you you can intersect me there. Um, yeah, stock stock the coffee shop. You can find me on the socials, alio art, um, website, alioart.com. Nice. Yeah. Very creative with the name. (laughs) Trying to like kind of think outside the box there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's, uh, you got to want to just jump into it. Jump right in. in. One, two, three. Whee! Shouts, 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 shouts. Three books. I don't know if you guys have ever read them. I think are like really fundamental. Um, perspectives on this creative journey so one that i think is sort of the most famous is the war of art by steven pressfield Mm -hmm. you guys read that i haven't read it but i know i've read it okay well i think you should read it i will it's a game changer yeah 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 it's been a while i can't even remember the specifics of it but i know it was i read that like right as i started getting into art and how'd you find it uh, Joe Rogan was talking about it a lot. Dude, that's yeah. how I found it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Through yeah, a he would podcast. Say, like, I give all my guests the war of art. So I was yeah. like, all right, I got to check it out. I think I listened to it on like Audible at some point. And okay. It's, it's pretty much about like fuck resistance. Just do it. Do your damn thing. Yeah. But it's like, you know, that's like a typical trope, but a good writer can really hammer that shit in and you're like, okay. I have to embody this. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> and I know people, uh, like people crap on mm-hmm. Instagram. He yeah. will frequently use um, references from that book in his art. Oh, really? So any of the ones that you've seen that's just like, like, you know, to get a little vulgar there, like, f- fuck, f- like fuck it all, just work. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck what anyone thinks. I think he posted something a few months ago like that, and that's a quote from that book. Nice. Yeah, right on. Yeah. That's cool. So the so the war of art is sort of at least from my interpretation, it's like um, it's like the father, the fatherly male approach, where it's sort sort of heavy handed, maybe a bit like militaristic, just uh-huh. like get into get into line. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like stop stop letting procrastination and yeah. fear of failure like stop you from being an artist. Yeah, there's um, a battle going on, man. Be a soldier. Yeah. Get out there. So <laughs> this goes back to what we were talking about before with Instagram and like wasting time and worrying about like how many likes you get and all the <laughs> yeah, other things. Totally. Totally. So the the war of art is a must. Okay. So I would say a really good pair to that book and it's it from my perspective is like the motherly loving approach and uh it's called the artist way. Is that the Eat, Pray, Love group? Wait, no. Uh, no, it's Artist Julia way. Cameron is the okay. is the author. And she has like a, a very holistic approach. So it's a 12-week program. And the whole idea is to break through a creative block by nurturing your inner child, your inner artist child. Huh. So each week, you know, it starts very, um, very slow. You do what's called morning pages, 
So first thing you do when you wake up is you write three pages long form. Oh yeah. I did read that book and I did do that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so it's called the artist's way. Yes. Oh, ah, yeah. Okay. You just so flow and express. Those two are, it's, it's like the motherly approach and the fatherly approach, mm-hmm. cool. you know, and balancing the masculine feminine. Yeah. So there's those two books I think are really important and vital because they talk about different aspects and I personally use both. Mm-hmm. I use an approach where I'm, I'm bringing both. So there's a third book that I read uh, probably eight, eight years ago. And it's called Living the Artist's Life. And that was written by um, Paul Durrell. Mm-hmm. So he was a gallery owner. He started and, and crashed and burned with two of them. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Like total failures. And Damn. then his third one was a huge success. And so much so that he represented the, uh, the young artist who designed the Vietnam Memorial. Wow. He represented her. They got that project. Wow. Yeah, she was a 21-year-old. Um, I actually don't remember what her name was, but um, she was coming straight out of college, and he helped her along the way, and he talks about that in this book. But that book, um, Living the Artist's Life, is more of a step-by-step how-to guide. So mm-hmm. he starts off with sort of philosophies around being an artist, mm-hmm. and then he moves into everyday applications, because uh, he represented sculptors, painters, and a lot of different types of artists. So he just talked about the qualities that he saw that ran through both, mm-hmm. and what equaled, in his opinion, a successful artist. And you know how to photograph your work, how to contact galleries. Like so, nuts and bolts. Shit. Yeah, like nice. those three books, I think, are sort of the, it's like the pillar. If mm. you read all three of those, you're going to come out of that with a pretty solid idea of like how to make this art thing work for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you're sitting at home, like I want to make a living as an artist someday, read those books, Yeah. do what they say. <laughs> you can't fail. <laughs> I feel like people have a love with like consuming information though, but like not necessarily acting on it. Mm, oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they're not just magic bullets. You got to <laughs> yeah. actually do something. Well, that's like the name of the whole game, right? Yeah. It's like, we have cliches, we have advice and everything like that. Right. It's all you have to do is enact those things and your reality changes. Totally. But it's the hard work aspect of like actually doing that shit. And then it gets easier too in ways, you know, like when you're starting out, it's tough, man. It's tough to learn how to like apply yourself. At least it was for me. And then how is it different though than anything else? Cause it is different. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it's different, but like, why is that? Like, mm. why is it so hard to just sit down and draw sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because with that freedom comes like infinite possibilities. Yeah. And like, just to really hammer home this Instagram bullshit, like, uh, I think that's why we're so addicted to Instagram because we know that like opportunities possibly lurking Mm -hmm. in there Mm. and maybe you'll see like someone post something for like a a grant or like a uh, you know a commission or something like that or uh, you know people be like oh post your art page on this comment thread and so um, do you do you think most of it's that like perceived opportunity or i mean from from my perspective i mean i've analyzed it a lot for me sometimes it's like you know you'll just get going 
and you'll be like, I don't know. It's like active procrastination. Mm. Yeah. It's like you're procrastinating, but you're, you think you're doing something. Yeah. But you're not. I mean, you are, but it's just like, it's like consuming. It's like eating too much food. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Or, or, uh, or being very um, efficient going the wrong direction. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's, that's what they talk about with efficiency books and just efficiency, efficiency, that before you get that manager hat and put it on, mm-hmm. and you're thinking like, okay, you know, what's the best way to do this? What's the, the most specific, straightforward way? You got to make sure you're heading in the right direction. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's you, where you need the leadership hat where you're dreaming and being like, okay, like, what yeah. do I even want before what's the you vision? even think, how mm-hmm. do I get there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think with Instagram, I know it's something I've experienced is, is you sort of, you can get caught up in the, how do I get there? And the, and the get there is getting thousands of likes on a post, let's say. Mm-hmm. How do I get a thousand likes on my post? Yeah. But then without sitting back and realizing like, okay, like, why do I want a thousand Right, like exactly. on my post. Right. And then what type of actions am I doing to deserve that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's a good, good way to buffer it. Yeah. I feel like, like if you're just trying to, if you're just world. trying to get the hype to get the hype. Um, and I wonder hype how don't mu- pay bills. Yeah. Like how much <laughs> of that is some of the driving for Instagram? Cause I think if it was only opportunity, then the, the yellow pages or no, the white pages would be blowing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, in a way, I also think there is uh, an aspect of the ego mm-hmm. because it's it's sort of this like personified sure. myspace yeah yeah definitely definitely well, it's that too and it's also like i mean what is your message you know like i know there's i had a simultaneous thing with my art was i really have something to say and share um through art and yeah. also just as a being and i thought like it's very meaningful and i want to connect with people in this way so that was a big motivator for getting attention as well as wanting to be a famous artist, you know, yeah. and I'm not like scared of the ego aspect, you know, it's a part of being a human being. Right. But if that's paired with some sort of mission of like, I don't know, helping open up perspective, communication and stuff like that, you know, I think that's like maybe a, it could be a more fulfilling way to right. want to get attention. Cause you're like, I actually have, I have something to say. Yeah. yeah. I think this is important for the world in some way. Totally. So, yeah. I think I think it's cool to explore like why are you doing what you're doing, you know? Yeah. Is there a deeper meaning to it? That's not just self-serving totally. Yeah. But. Absolutely. And and even if the art that you're making is more emotive and um calling uh, a feeling from you and mm-hmm. not even necessarily with a thing to say. Yeah. Because I I believe that art sort of is a hybrid but falls into two different categories. You've got like logos, thought-based art, mm-hmm. and then ethos, emotional-based art. Mm-hmm. So like a thought-based piece would be like trying to recreate a beautiful nature scene. Yeah. And you want to get that, like this is how awesome the nature scene was. Yeah. But the ethos type of art is like a gradient mm-hmm. and just having that be your painting. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not trying to tell you anything. I'm not trying to take you to another place. This is literally just a feeling. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. It's a mood. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that mood type art isn't necessarily trying to say anything. Mm -hmm. So you could get yourself into a, if you're thinking like, well, what am I trying to say? I think that you could potentially run into an issue there. So I I think that's okay to not necessarily be trying to say anything with your art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I think like, uh, I think both are valid for sure. But like, 
just got to figure out which one you want to do personally. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting how or it's... like blending the two even. Totally. Yeah, yeah, like different perspective. It's funny, like both those people are putting paint on a canvas, but that's about all they have in common about like what they're doing in a sense, yeah. you know? Well, and the crippling self-doubt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, do you find Constant yourself... judgment. Like, do you find yourself... Like when I look at your art, you kind of dance between the two, you know, like emotion oh, and yeah. saying something like, yeah. how do you, how do you play with that balance? And, um, so most of the time I just go to a, a, a painting or, or, a, a page of, you know, whatever it is that I'm approaching with just a clear slate mm-hmm. in my mind. So that, and then you can sort of figure out something from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say though, that the art that inspires me the most always has a message. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about James Jean being yeah. like one of our all time favorites. Totally. His pieces, especially some of his older work, like 10 years ago, there's this girl that's, uh, doing that. It's a ring game that I think they play in England where you, you roll a ring down the hill with mm-hmm. a stick, yeah, yeah. but it's got a maze inside of it. Mm-hmm. And oh, just yeah, with yeah. that simple example he's got such an amazing story that he's telling that you can interpretate from or Mm -hmm. interpret from that yeah yeah i I think he's like the master and even his work that's sort of abstract there's always something yeah and that's the work Mm -hmm. that really gets me wet yeah totally (laughs) honest Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you know the emotional stuff is the type of thing i'd want maybe in uh, like a an event space or a nightclub or somewhere in my home, mm-hmm. but the art that I want to look at to just drool over, I, like, is always art with a story. Like, mm-hmm. anytime I see art that's more um, feeling-based, I can appreciate it, but I don't really stop and stare at it. Yeah. Like, I'll stop and zoom in on my phone on pretty much any piece that James Jean ever posts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's he saying? What's going on in here? Yeah. There's so many details. and Well, that's the cool thing about it. It's like, he paints these images but they're so loose in the way that they could be interpreted that they that different people could come up with pages worth probably of exactly. what they think it means you mm-hmm. know and it's all very dreamy mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's for me personally like that's what i think art should try and imitate a little bit like yeah a dream state because mm-hmm. dreams are abstract and they have feeling and like a lot of like things happening but there's also usually a story that's like trying to work its way out Mm -hmm. i believe i mean some people interpret dreams different ways but you know there's like the scientific school that thinks that dreams are nothing but just your your brain defragging Mm -hmm. and like that you you know that like any meaning derived there what do you mean by defragging like having all your experiences during a day and then just like processing it's all it's like taking a shit with oh, your brain you know yeah. like a psychological shit or something okay, it's like okay. washing it's nice brain dump it's like because because <laughs> if you think about it like we only see what like 10 percent of the world or something like that like all the other information around us that we could be perceiving it's like mostly mostly we're good at not noticing most things mm-hmm. you know what I mean? mm-hmm. which is another way of saying that we're good at like being focused yeah, in the positive way. Yeah, flip it that way. But um, like as for, opposed to what, um, like nature. I, I, or? Well, well, your brain—it's like I, survival yeah. mechanisms, right? You filter out 
yeah. most of the con- like information Unless, coming yeah. at you for survival. Right. And then... And that's... Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know um, how I got on... Oh, it was dreams. Dreams. So oh, I think yeah. that your brain registers everything, but your maybe your conscious mind can't handle all the things that it registers. Like, for instance, I'm not going to remember that exact blue later on tonight, but uh, but having it been imprinted on my eyesight, mm-hmm. it will have to go somewhere. Yeah, okay. And I'm probably speaking completely out of school here, but it's fun. Hey, that's what we do. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, and, and then it's funny how sometimes you could see that blue and remember it. Right. Mm-hmm. How most of the time you don't remember it, and the .001% of the time, it, like, stays with you. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It's kind of a, It's kind of amazing that we remember anything. Yeah, think about it a little bit. Yeah. And if you're smoking too much of that nice Colorado buds, dude, you might not remember anything at all. (laughs) Integrity. Yeah, being being real high makes it seem like like you're super busy. Yeah. I got that one. I got that one from Peter. (laughs) It totally does, man. And it also uh, does a lot of other things. It's like, damn, he's busy. He never applies to anything. <laughs> that guy's just slammed. <laughs> just, uh, just busy smoking weed over here. Speaking of which, you know that story like we tell ourselves, like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. We're probably like, not. Do you, feel, do you find yourself saying that a lot? Yeah, I use it as, as an excuse. <clears throat> but I never once have an internal conversation that says I'm busy. My internal conversation is always saying, like, bro, you need to do better. Mm, yeah, yeah, mine too. But I'll, I'll use it as a cop-out for not reaching out to people I love. That's mm. a good one. I'll just be like, oh, I've been so busy recently. Ooh, yeah, I'm guilty of that too. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> being honest there because I don't know if we'd ever have said that. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, make time to uh, let your loved ones know that you care about them. Yeah. <laughs> You're not that busy, even <laughs> no, though you probably are. Call your mom. Jeez. Yeah, call your mom. <laughs> so actually, that, that brings me to something that um, – it's a practice that I've been doing for about four, no, longer than that, like five years. Mm. Um, it's called question storming. So I actually learned about it from a book, change your questions, change your life. You're mm. well read, man. Well, you I have to give me a list before. Yeah. I kind of went leave. through a phase where all I read was versions of self-help, mm-hmm. which it's like yeah. a wide, sure, it's not sure. just self-help right it's kind of you even feel kind of weird saying it yeah yeah it's kind of like a dirty genre or something like self-improvement yeah 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 but i'm i'm with you i've read a lot of those too yeah same here yeah Yeah. absolutely no judgment here okay (laughs) i feel you bro yeah i I can feel you judgment (laughs) oh nice is it the finger guns or the wink no it was the it was (laughs) the horse (laughs) dude just be great on your own dude like yeah come on man yeah how how dare you use a strategy guide for (laughs) life yeah Yeah, (laughs) so you have it all figured out. So question storming. Um, What you do is it's similar to morning pages, which Mm -hmm. is sort of a, I'd say it's a staple in the creative sector, like writers would know about morning pages. And it's where you wake up and you You just just write write. a page. Nice. And it could be anything from what you dreamt about, what you're worried about, a conversation you had yesterday, Mm -hmm. what you're going to do today. Just free, just a list. free flowing, whatever, whatever comes up. Yeah. So it's a version of that question storming. What you do is I normally do it in the morning. You know, if you drink coffee, tea, whatever, just get yourself ready. Mm-hmm. Sit down and write 10 questions as fast as you can. Hmm. And the only rule is that it has to be positive language. 
So you can't ask the question, why do I fuck up all the time? Mm. Why am I so dumb? Mm -hmm. Or like a version of that would be, why am I not living to my fullest potential? Yeah. Or how could I do better? Mm -hmm. So that that's the only rule. You can't ask yourself these questions that are self-deprecating. Yeah, I feel like my questions would all begin with how can or how should or yeah, yeah. How are? But how I, I recommend you guys trying <laughs> yeah. it. Try it tomorrow. Yeah. So here, great. so let me yeah. finish it. So what you do is you write it down, long yeah. form, date it, close the book, get mm -hmm. on with your day. So you can either come the next day. You can come, I've come a week later. I've even waited like months because I just kind of forgot about it. Sure. Mm -hmm. You come back and you answer those questions. Nice. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what, what you end up finding is the first couple are just sort of standard, like what should I be doing? That one c comes up for me all the time. Absolutely. But then you answer it. Mm -hmm. But then there's always like three or four questions that, that pop up that are like, they're good. Yeah. They're today ones, I yeah. question stormed uh -huh. and I, my question was, what can I do to make my mom know that I love her? And so it's funny. That's why call, I brought it up. Because yeah. wow. you were saying, call your mom. That's because I'm <laughs> connected to that dream time shit, I guess. I don't know <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it, questions are one of the most powerful things in our human language. Oh, yeah. Because mm -hmm. a question lists a response. A statement mm -hmm. ends a thing. Yeah. And, and so... I think that's what thinking is, right? Like, you just question yourself and then you come up with answers. Yeah. If you're, like, yeah. focused on a few questions like your you'll your consciousness or whatever will eventually generate answers mm -hmm. they might not be correct quote yeah. unquote well, i yeah, think like the, pra point. the practice though of like having thoughts though but putting it on paper yeah that's, somehow is yeah. this magic trick and reality and then your body will start addressing these things because mm -hmm. you pull them out of you or else they'll just bang around your head and drive you crazy absolutely exactly mm -hmm. absolutely yeah i totally agree and having that. a that internal conversation, you're right. It is sort of like thinking, but the thing is, is you're doing it over time. So you're asking yourself questions, right? And then you back away, and then you come back with those same questions, and now you're answering. So you're almost like standing on the interview interviewee side mm. and the interviewer mm. side. Totally, Whoa. like you're bouncing some full circle shit, man. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and it's just like. Because otherwise we'll just float in chaos. You know, it's good to have specific practices to pay attention to aspects of your life, or else you're just gonna like kind of be floating around and maybe like surviving and mm -hmm. making things work. But there is, a, you know, we all have a yearning to be a better version of ourselves. Exactly. And just being proactive and paying attention, you know, just get it out of you. And yeah, it's cool. Like yeah, when you come across one good question, man, that can change your whole day, week, month, year life right <laughs> like who am i yeah that that's the one i was thinking of or like every how am i how am i and how mm. how did i get here and mm -hmm. how should i proceed with my communication with this person or whatever it is you know mm -hmm. um and it's i feel yeah, like it's questions crazy. that spawn you know whole lineages of thought and uh -huh. whole whole I mean, like, where did we come from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Questions have sort of plagued, I mean, if you're going to look at it in a negative way, they've plagued us mm -hmm. from the beginning. Yeah. The burden of self-consciousness. You know, yeah. What, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. What's like, happening? Yeah. That would be another one. <laughs> being able to say everything as a sentence. Like, right. It yeah. is. Yeah. It, like, is it? 
Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a cool practice, man. Yeah. So you've been doing this like off and on for a few years? Five. Five? Okay. So I've gone through stages where I did it every single morning. Nice. So I would do a set of three question stormings per week. Uh-huh. And then I've gone through phases where I don't do it uh, for mo- like a couple nice. months. Do you ever Do you ever dream journal? Do you ever try and remember your dreams? Yeah. So I'm... It's actually a really good way to me to gauge or for me to gauge how well I'm doing in life Mm -hmm. is whether or not I'm doing my morning pages. Mm, Taking the time. Yeah, Yeah. it's funny. Like whenever I'm, I've noticed, you know, if I'm not hitting the gym, if I'm not uh, like meal prepping and really sort of thinking ahead of what am I going to eat rather than being reactionary and being like saying I'm hungry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then going to the fridge or like ordering out whatever. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm not being proactive with my food, if I'm not being proactive with my body and my health, mm-hmm. and I'm not being proactive with my morning pages, I mm-hmm. know that I'm Something's off. I'm off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a depression's coming. <laughs> or you're in one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird that you can like wake up and sort of find yourself in a mental state that you weren't exactly aware of. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know. You're like, "Whoa, I'm actually feel terrible right now." <laughs> <laughs> it's like you put the phone down for a second and you're like, "Oh, Yeah, like like I felt nauseated before, um, from like what just like this past week actually, I was just like looking at it like stoned, and I was like, wait a second, why do (laughs) I feel sick all of a sudden? So then, what's an example of a way that you feel just ecstatic? I the opposite of that. I um, uh, I like to move around. That makes me feel really good. So mm-hmm. like work, like a version of working out. Or, um, or you yeah, I like, around, I, like I'll jog. Okay. Um, I swing light kettlebells. Oh, uh, cool. I uh, do yoga. I like how dude John was John's like he yeah. was like oh yeah I know yeah. all about that I know I, I got know. him do I got him doing it man yeah, <laughs> he did yeah and like yeah I tried him out over at John's once and I was like this is this feels fucking great because like the thing about exercise and just moving your body is like that's how you get naturally high I think I mean there's other ways you know what is natural but like your your endogenous neurochemicals endorphins mm-hmm. serotonin dopamines get fired off during and after a workout you know what i mean mm, yeah and uh yeah so that that gets me pretty ecstatic i also like um like if you ever see like a really good movie after mm-hmm. not seeing one for a while like the war of the buttons i haven't seen that it's a great movie Never seen that. Who directed or what's? I don't what's, remember. What's it's about? It's an Irish movie, so it's it's oh, like a foreign the War film. of the Buttons. Yeah, it's, it's from I think it was made in '94 or so. But yeah, it's such a good movie. Sweet, cool. Yeah. I never even heard. I'll of check it. that check out. out. Yeah, it's great. Or like, yeah, or if you read a really good book, like sometimes or see like, you know, an amazing painting mm-hmm. in person. Like, it, so I, maybe that's the other thing to get more to the bottom of the Instagram thing. We all follow pretty much just artists, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Same. There's some a few like other friends and family on there. But like maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's our lurking incentive that we haven't talked about is like seeing what other great art is being made besides, you know, staring at your own canvas in your studio for hours on end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um just go maybe get a inspirational hit. But I think that like 
seeing art in person is so much more powerful if it's 2d painting art and uh, I think it's so much more powerful than like seeing it on a screen, especially like a screen that's probably smaller than five inches long by three inches wide. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something that there. was a tangent, but I forget. There, there's we something there about getting the sensory overload. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. With visual art. I, I, I know think so too. I want to take a fast on that shit is yeah. it because like you can't just, you know, at some point you're like, what do I even like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. You know, you're like, I like it all. <laughs> but, but then, then what's like, beautiful what is really, that's a question. Really? So if you did yeah. question storming, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. instead of it being this, this thudding, echoing question <laughs> that's like debilitating you, mm-hmm. like, what do I even like? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you just write it, you just fucking write it down and then you yeah. answer then it, it, bro. Yeah, yeah. And then be done well i i do know what i like but there's also like things that i sort of like yeah you know what i mean (laughs) but i I, because i and i'm not i wasn't trying to be judgmental no i i understand what you're saying it's a good way to use it that question can just bang in your head totally totally (laughs) (laughs) but uh other things i do to feel exhilarated uh like finishing a painting after working on it for a long ass time is so great you know that feeling where you walk back and forth back and forth and you're just sort of like looking at it like like, and it's it's done like it's a piece of meat or something (laughs) and you're like licking your lips and like doing that whatever that uh that meme is the hand rub yeah oh the uh (laughs) what is that shit what am i uh the drake meme yeah the drake (laughs) where he's like dude that's the best feeling and you're just you're walking back and forth back and forth like looking at it from two centimeters away looking at it from 20 feet away and you're like it is done like, <laughs> i know what you mean that feeling yeah. is and then you pop some champagne yep. yeah that feeling doesn't last mind. too long for me yeah, and then, then the like, next day you're like damn i was yeah. really high <laughs> yeah. you ever thought that like a dopamine release is just a champagne pop in your brain no but i like that <laughs> yeah. just getting pop, all over your hand popping them brain bottles dude but then sometimes you don't need to be popping champagne like <laughs> but your brain is like I'll do another line, pop some more champagne. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Another line Tangents. of um, well, What about you? Yeah. Well, what gets you exhilarated? I was about to ask you, but um, um, ex- people care about John too. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> exhilarated. So, you know, I'd say probably like when I was younger, it was, you know, like an amazing psychedelic experience, right? Transcendence of self glimpsing some sort of truth or something like some sort of message or something that I could take into this world and act on, you know, for the next month or year. But, you know, as I'm getting older and like not doing that kind of stuff as much, I get exhilarated by, I mean, really it's just when I'm eating healthy, going to yoga regularly, going for runs regularly and doing a lot of painting, I just feel whole and I feel healthy and I feel complete. And that's exhilarating to me just to feel stable and abundant. That is great. And I also wanted to speak to like, you know, we all work towards getting to that kind of space. Like we want to be there, but what I've also found is kind of exhilarating in a way is that is, um, not being hard on myself if I get out of balance or out of rhythm, because it's all about just the return coming back to mm-hmm. it yeah. and realizing you fell out of it. And I think it's like super valuable to fall out of a good routine totally, because you get to glimpse 
your shadow self. Yeah. Like, and you get to learn, you get to learn um, behaviors that you have that you don't like. Yeah. So then your next good wave is better than your last one. And then your next low or chaotic moment isn't nearly as deep or as like damaging. Yeah. Totally. So I like, I like both aspects. Whereas like the chaotic kind of out of step periods are definitely more painful, but I started to look at them as like, Oh, I'm learning. I'm learning. Wow. Like I'm becoming that's healthy. A, yeah. So it's, like, <laughs> it's a great way to look at it. What about you? Yeah. What makes me, I mean, balance for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, what does balance look like for you? I mean, I, I think I, I sort of said it, you yeah. know, like when I'm doing my morning pages, when I'm, Oh, being right. proactive about my meals. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. I can I can tell when I'm out of balance because I get hungry and then I decide what I want to eat. And then if you just sort of, sort of take a step back, you're like, that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> like it'd be like getting in your car to drive and then realizing you don't have any oil. <laughs> <laughs> like you yeah. have to plan this stuff out. You see that you're getting low mm-hmm. and then you go get gas. If your right. car just like shut off and there was no gauge, mm-hmm. then, I mean, think about it. You'd be probably filling up too much. Yeah, if or, you're conservative or if you're or like the alternative more like where I'm where <laughs> yeah. I'd be at, I'm just like, yeah, let's just I feel like I filled it up like a couple days ago. There's no more <laughs> yeah. gas left in here. Yeah. <laughs> Step on it. And do you also like uh when you're in your groove, do you have like a pretty regular sleep schedule? Yes. Definitely. Yeah, um, that's so helpful, man. Yeah, I had uh I sort of like convinced myself that I maybe didn't need as much sleep. Uh that was like twenty eighteen. Cause I was around someone a lot who is one of those rare types who actually can function on seven hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually I, I'm pretty sure father has it. So it's almost like a genetic thing. That's so I don't rare. have it. It's a superhero power. Very I sort rare. of pretended like yeah. I did. Yeah. I, I think we all do. You try to get away point. with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like eight, eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah. But eight for I'm, me. I'm just glad I'm not one of those like 12ers. Yikes. Yeah. That's I a mean, lot of your life. Yeah. But I should probably get more sleep, but uh you know, I can I can do seven and a half. I'll seven. sleep when I'm dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean they okay, so they, they say though that sleep is it like rolls over. So it's not like uh end of the month, like new like for a phone service, like you got four hundred minutes this month mm-hmm. and then just like reset, it rolls over. So if you're rolling a negative over like you have to catch up on it sometime. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Which is interesting because I've you know done a lot of all nighters and partied like fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and you know you just sort of wonder like, okay, if someone takes LSD like every three days, like they, they'd also have to be sleeping for <laughs> yeah three days. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Like it's yeah. kind of interesting to be like, okay, have I actually caught up from all the years? <laughs> I know. I, there's I no way yeah. I have. There's no way. I mean, I think we're probably all a little bit lacking in sleep. Um, People who live in America, definitely. I mean, that's pretty statistically, quote, air quotes again, statistically proven at this point, right? That, like, Americans don't get enough Mm -hmm. sleep. And, um, yeah, it's like when you're younger, like, (laughs) like when you're younger, you, in some way, you can get away with less sleep just because you have so much, like, youthful energy and you just bounce back i've noticed as i get older it's like i need to be 
really paying attention to how I use my energy because, you know, one weird night where you have like too many beers and you stay up late and then you like get four hours of sleep and wake up like that can wreck your whole week. You just be out of rhythm. Yeah. And there's people that would tell you you're weak. (laughs) <laughs> well, they're also so 22 exactly yeah. I'm, I'm better at abusing myself than you <laughs> hashtag college bro <laughs> yeah yeah i mean if somebody wants to compete for like who can disrespect their body more like i'm totally down with losing that fight yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. yeah. Uh, i'm in this for the long haul i hope yeah know. yeah so okay that kind of that leads me to a question i had for you guys and just like a talking point potentially Uh, thanks for bringing questions to us yeah Yeah. this is easy totally (laughs) so what do you guys feel is the sort of the difference between quality versus quantity as it relates to art that's such a hard question right yeah i don't know i get uh i don't know and especially with instagram quality is very very uh I guess, subjective in a lot of ways. By your own measure. By your own measure, yeah. Like, what is more important to you, quality or quantity? My actions would suggest quality. Okay. But um, I really want to be putting out more work. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before. I don't know. Maybe I haven't. (laughs) But, like, people who know me know that, like, I want to be faster. But How do you do that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, like... Yeah, you break it down into chunks. I have gotten faster. Like smaller ideas? or um, No, really what I need to start doing is what you do and sketch things out first and mm. live in my sketchbook a little bit more. Yep. Save yourself and, time in the front end. And call, yeah, call the, the bad ideas and then just like be like, this one yep. will really do it, you know? Or like thumbnailing? Yeah, th- I, I've thumbnailed things before. Um, the, uh, the like sci-fi kind of piece that I put out about a month ago was like... Okay a thumbnail i just i just divided it into thirds and made like kind of circles at each third wow and okay and then just went from there so it does help and like i use a lot of thirds in in my artwork so but this this uh recent collaboration i just finished with uh jack lightfoot um i mean it took me like the last month to like and it was almost you know it was like far along Okay. But it took me like a, a month, maybe a month and a half of just like rendering and like getting things right and like But in the, in the end, to, isn't that the most important? I I like think I wonder so. how much Instagram's affecting people's us wanting to perception do the, the, the quantity. Uh, right. I want right. to be able to post every day. Yeah. That's a, a struggle, man. Or yeah, or is tough. it someone like Felipe Pantone or however you pronounce his last name? I think that's how you pronounce it. I'd say I I say Pantone, but I I'm pretty I don't sure know. it's pronounced yeah with the e. either way yeah. <laughs> anyway, I feel like he's a proponent of quantity, and he's even talked about it in videos where. He, well, what he, basically, he does is very, and I say this in the highest regard, very formulaic, mm-hmm. and like um, so I see that as yeah, it's important to just like push that meme into the world. Um, so, so, yeah. so maybe to be well known, qu- quantity is more important, but potentially, potentially, I don't know. There's, uh, but it's got to be good. It's still got to be Does good. It? it still has to be good by your own I measure. Think so, and maybe like, um, but but but, but when but, will you ever be satisfied? But if good it's by your is own also measure? like like. There's a painting I started um, 
and really I have like one hour into this painting and I, I love where it's at. Okay. And like, I really don't want to work on it that much more. And it's like abstract and loose enough, but with like, um, there's like a, you can definitely, you would definitely look at it. And if you were trying to make it something, it'd definitely be like a mountain. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. But, um, it's, you know, it's pretty much done in, f- from my perspective, but it's also good. It has like enough information and enough flow and enough everything. Um, and that maybe I would only render out, a, you know, a small third of the painting in the center or something. Um, so then there's that too, you know, that was like, that's good by my own measure. And it took me so far, it's taken me like an hour. Um, but that's the thing too, is like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's quantity. Cause you know, you think it's quantity. It's like a numbers game because you know, you that's look at more important to you or just more I, important I, in general. I think it's more important in general and it's a hard pill for me to swallow because yeah. it sort of is counterintuitive, uh, to other aspects of my life where I feel like quality is more important. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if you look at the number of paintings Picasso made versus yeah, how many insane. are well known, it, it's like three percent or something. Yeah, yeah. So, just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, and if you look at anyone who's really doing it, mm. they put stuff out a lot. Mm-hmm. And and I, I sort of wonder if maybe quantity can then lead to quality. That that's sort of yeah. I would say yeah. I would say that it could. Yeah, cause it, because even you're if you're putting out like a ton of quantity you're honing in your skills on each one and you're getting more efficiently uh able to translate your vision yeah so yeah and there's always a balance that i think like every artist you know everybody has like a different rhythm going through them you know and mm-hmm. it, yeah i guess it is tough like if you make the most badass paintings but you do one a year it's like how much can you do with one really cool painting right yep. but if you have you know 10 365 yeah, yeah exactly and then you have some like super killers in there and then everything else is like pretty cool yeah and you have a huge body of work and you have like a larger world for somebody to dive into yeah. as well and for yourself to pull from next yeah. time you make a large painting or exactly. something. exactly yeah yeah that balance of like i know definitely instagram makes me like my mentality towards instagram sometimes i'll i think i maybe finish a piece before it reaches its full potential mm-hmm. because I do want to keep having work come out, yeah. but I always make sure I'm working on like larger projects that I can take my time with too. Okay. So like you can make, you know, you can make so like you got the balance. Yeah. Like you can make a cool little mini. It's not like the most insane thing, but it, mm-hmm. it is cool. Yeah. And, and your minis are cool. I like the ones that are, it's like the smaller triangle. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. attached to the larger triangle. Yeah, those are pretty those cool. Are cool. They're fun. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like a, a what do they call that? An exponential like power in math or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you had like um, I was good at art. Ten to the three, you know, ten to the three, this many, and so like the bigger triangle would be ten, and the little one would be the three up top, the exponent. <laughs> Whoa, y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't about. know don't math fight. very well. What about? You? So you, so you're on the tip quantity. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a hard pill for me to swallow but then, because, the, like I said, it goes against my gut feeling of what is uh, right in the world, in like a universal yeah. law. Mm-hmm. 
But I also feel like... Does there have to be a universal law, though? Well, not necessarily, but I'm just saying that's the way I think, and that Mm -hmm. the quantity over quality idea, it sort of is more in line with capitalism and the way that things are run in America. And I also kind of wonder, like, like, would it be different if I lived in a different country? Like, would the quality be more important than the quantity? Mm -hmm. I I just, I, I truly believe that the that the way that you're going to find the answers is through repetition and through quantity. Yeah. And it, not all of the quantity has to be like shareable work on social media. I I don't share all of my stuff. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. And it's especially like, like younger artists, instead of spending a whole year working on one piece and trying to make a masterpiece off the bat, Mm -hmm. dude, just get out tons of quick ideas. Exactly. Right. I spent like seven months on this big ass thing. My first painting class ever, and uh-huh. my teacher was cool and let me do it. Yeah, but you're also sort of like, okay, so I'm coming from that mindset where I've looked at these idols like James Jean, mm-hmm. and you're trying to make that mm-hmm. off the bat, like you said, <laughs> you'll never make it off yeah. the bat. Nope, no, it's no, gonna take years yeah. and years and hundreds, thousands of paintings to yeah, even he, a- get close. You know, he did the fables covers yeah, for yeah, yeah. 87 issues, one per month. And that's just one like project he did. That's crazy. That's like a life's work for most people. So I think it is, I I really think it's quantity and that's just my gut feeling, even though it kind of goes against. I can hear it. Well, yeah. Cause like, you know, no matter what your kind of ideals are of, you know, the, the pinnacle of creativity, you happen to be in a human body in a certain place in a certain time with a certain culture and certain rules. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I would love if I could spend a year on one painting, like every year is one painting and I can really hone it in and really mm. make this grand thing, but I have to survive. Yeah. And, totally. and it's also like, do I want to, uh, work a job that I don't like and then make the most incredible painting ever for some sort of like legacy that I won't be around to even see, or yeah. do I want to just be an active participant in this culture and help kind of steer it? in a direction that I favor, but like, you know, not deny or push away the momentum of the world and yeah, Just be a participant in it. and do my best yeah. work in that flow. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know what else are you going to do? I mean, s- some people come along and fucking blow the whole thing up and redefine, you know, I don't know, the approach to art or creativity, but yeah. I don't know if I'm that guy, you yeah, know, so, like, <laughs> I'm envisioning someone who spent an entire lifetime on one painting. Right. Ugh, that's so be, painful. They'd be like the, the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. like, like the master grand work. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. an entire lifetime culminated on one canvas. Yeah. Like how amazing would that be? Well, that's like, didn't that kind of stuff happen back like in the Vatican painting the churches? You know, some guy would spend his whole life working on this mural, but he was taken care of. You yeah. Know? You were yeah. being paid and commissioned and like... He didn't have an Instagram. <laughs> no. He wasn't like a celeb. Because I feel like the mural artists, the, the, the street, a- street art guys, they're sort of like the rock stars of the art world. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They are. And, you know, they're like out there like doing solos and just Shredding. banging all the groupies <laughs> and just getting <laughs> wasted every night. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's funny. I feel like the street artists, you know, like mm-hmm. the, there is sort of a it kind of reminds me of the music scene. And then the live painters are like kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I really, I think it's funny that there's all these little like groups and I would love a, like some sort of a sitcom. Almost like a, it's always funny. Yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. That's about like 
the different art genres. Yeah. And you've got like the the, the live painter guy and he's got dreads and mm-hmm. he's always like forgetting stuff. <laughs> and then you've got like the street art guy who's wearing a jean jacket mm-hmm. and, you know, just thinks he's like the best fucking person because he yeah. paints things bigger than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you've got like the illustrator who's like kind of quiet and like keeps to himself. Like, and then some like adjacently el- works yeah. at a tech company, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then some like snooty fine art painter that's like, yeah, yeah, like, totally. <laughs> symmetry, you got, like the, like the, the grandma uh, painter, yeah, yeah. Like that archetype, mm, like the, yeah, the, the drink and draw, like or yeah. the, uh, the, the, the drink and paint, yeah. sip and paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think it'd be really funny, um, but probably just for us. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, it'd only be funny to people in those groups. Yeah. Otherwise, they're <laughs> that's like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> So basically our fan base. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has been interesting just uh, interviewing different artists and it's crazy all the forms that art takes. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, like there are all these like little camps and schools and ways of being and they all kind of overlap in certain ways. And uh, it's interesting, like, you know, finding your own lane too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like how do I fit into this world of art? Yeah. And like finding your place and... And having it actually feel good and like mm-hmm. fulfilling, you know, how do you feel about that? You know, f- finding your place as an artist or. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, that's a good question. Uh, I, I feel like the closer I've gotten to certain like epicenters um, or like the more I've sort of like put myself out there, mm-hmm. I feel like I've taken on different perspectives and mm-hmm. yeah and it's sort of maybe divided things even more in my mind so things mm-hmm. have gotten more complicated more categories just more ways for you to accidentally make a mistake like oh you're a contemporary muralist not a graffiti artist mm-hmm. oh sorry yeah. <laughs> yeah. like huge huge difference <laughs> But that's also what's happening in the yeah. music industry. It's like fractalizing. Yeah. Things are getting so complicated mm-hmm. that I feel like I was happier with my art and in my place in the art world mm-hmm. when I was farthest away from anything. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because then you weren't like you weren't thinking the, genre. Yeah, you were just more yeah, and more rules. naive. Yeah, yeah. Naive oh, free. Well, if if I use a projector, then uh, someone might get pissed, or <laughs> oh, I better not do this because it kind of looks like that person. Oh man, yeah. I, I better not that. use a gradient. <laughs> yeah, I've I've kind of learned because uh, I do. Care. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, know I, I care. I'm like care. I'm not trying to bite anyone. Yeah, definitely. You know? But then at a certain point, everyone was biting someone because you know yeah. one of the the books that really inspired me to like get out there and use spray paint was uh, this book called Graffiti World. Uh huh. And it's this thick book, and it's categorized by continent. Huh. And you know. Fellas like Dame mm-hmm. and Crayola were in there. I remember those are some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, like all of the the writers from Germany. Um, I, I actually forgot where I was going with that. Uh, we were talking about um, just finding your lane. Oh yeah, 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 and sort of like maybe biting influences off of Crayola as like a fifteen year old. Yeah, just being like I. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it as a viable business. It was something I did in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I like this guy's stuff. I'm going to yeah. copy him. Totally. Oh, yeah. And so as money gets involved, though, it is interesting because, I mean, it's different. Money changes stuff. And totally. And if you're making your living 
doing a certain style and then pretty soon someone comes along and is doing it too, you know, you're, you're like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that can't feel good. I mean, I've, I think I've been too conscious about that. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, it could, be, it could be par- <laughs> Is that what you said? I said too, hey. con- too self-conscious. Hey. Hey. Shouts. Shouts. <laughs> but um, I think I have been. I don't know. But then I also get people coming up saying, that looks like Alex Gray. And I'm like, ah, oh. I guess you got me a little bit. Okay. Um, but you then know. also it's like there are big differences. But I, I have this theory, though, that like a lot of our friends – yeah, and this is not a slight in any way against anyone, uh, including myself, but we're all kind of derivative from, say, like the people ahead of us a- age-wise, and mm. a scene builds up around that, and then it inspires. How a- old are you? I'm 34. Okay. How so old are you? I, when I say our Just age, I mean... 33. Damn. Happy birthday, John. Thank you. You're so young. Yeah. How old are you? You're younger. I'm 28. Yeah. I do feel young. I I have gotten over this whole like, oh, I'm old now that I'm over 30. It's like, no, man. Like, no. Anyway, that's a tangent. You're old. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Cool. I'm old. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. Um, But I I feel like a lot of the the scene that we're involved with is, whether we want to admit it or not, is derivative of about you know maybe three or four artists or groups of artists that are just like, you know, a generation, quote unquote, ahead of us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like Alex Gray being a great example. Mm. So I've noticed one thing though, that like a lot of artists are so like, there's like so much shame or like tiptoeing around being influenced by other artists or or having like... Because money's involved, dude. But but But, the thing is, okay. That's the only reason. But what about like dubstep, right? Yeah, I was going to say. Like that's the thing is like, okay. They love... Yeah, Banga and Scream, like they're all derivative of that. But like, there's no shame in being part of the dubstep musical genre right, exactly. and having crossover sounds. Yeah, like I don't understand why when it comes to a visual medium, everybody gets so w- weird about it. Like, and then you, yeah, and then you hear all the people who uh, sound like Tipper or want to sound like Tipper. Yeah, and that's that's fine. Their music's great, but like, y- y- no one's giving them shit about it. No, or they shouldn't. You know, like, or maybe they are, but we're not in the like the music. <laughs> yeah, DJ yeah, scene. yeah, there is. Yeah, and they're too. all being like, "Oh yeah, that new album sounds exactly like Dave's work from 2010." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's definitely going to be some of that. I think it's so hard to avoid it, right? Like, but it's also like people love to yeah. call people out on biting. You know, like, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you biting this person's style, it's especially like, if you're not like a fully developed version of yourself. And yeah, you're sort yeah. of stuck. It's yeah. like it, it feels so good in the moment to just sort of like take someone else down right yeah. oh yeah totally i see what you're saying like yes. it feels yeah, yeah. good because you're like yeah fuck them they're they're now on my level <laughs> uh-huh that's a good it's point like, like about trolls and people who yeah. want to start shit on online it's like i usually feel I tr- i'm trying i'll rephrase this i am learning how to feel sympathy for those people who, mm. Are, mm. who like i don't know because they're just unhappy you know yeah but i don't know and like I see, I have all the time artists send me paintings that are like inspired by my paintings and it looks like one of my paintings, but right. like not, but the thing is, is like nobody can do what I do as well as I do it. Cause it's coming from my heart, you know? And then and I, and your hand. Yeah. You're not using like a, like a, f- a filter on the computer cause no. your shit can get jacked from you. 
Mm. If, if your style is like Cassidy Bell and it's like a filter, uh, people can start making your type of art like kind of easy. I don't easy. know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, like, well, who's Cassidy Bell is what I'm trying so to So Cassidy Bell is a really amazing tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we were talking about, you know, we're all we're all from i mean there's always an artist that was before us yeah totally yeah. and so he kind of figured out like a combination of of tricks and illustrator and mm-hmm. plugins and whatnot and it was like his style but then other people started Someone figuring it. they started figuring out yeah. the combination mm-hmm. of plugins mm-hmm. and they're making the same style of tattoos yeah that in some ways almost we're we're better because it's now like a, a reinterpretation of the original, mm-hmm. and so I haven't had that happen, and I would just be fucking devastated. <laughs> and then if, like if yeah, someone like, else came along and then was yeah. making the thing that I was making better than I was, yeah, like talk but, about a fucking blow. I know. But if you're drawing it, no yeah. one can take that from you. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, and if I see people like co- blatantly copying parts of my art, it's I'm cheered on because it's like, how cool, man! Like. I'm making this art and then somebody is using this as a guideline to learn how to make art themselves. Right. And eventually they'll make their own style. Like they're not going to, they can't make John speaker pieces. Yeah. Right. They can try their hardest. I I think part of it is too, that like, I think people know uh, the public in general, I guess knows a little bit less about like visual art Mm. than they do say music. Yeah. Hmm. So where like, if someone were to make a painting that looked exactly like person X's painting, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't as refined or you could tell they didn't have as much experience and there wasn't as much like, like soul in it. Mm -hmm. I still think there, and maybe this has to do with uh, the internet and computer screens and cell phones too, but I think there's more of like, people are like, Oh, that's dope. And probably just as dope as person X who has, you know, more years under his or her belt. Like the subtle nuances are falling on deaf eyes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a perfect way to put yeah. it. Yeah. That's a mm. perfect way to put it in like, a way. Oh, rainbows sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, you know, without being specific, it's just, I think that that's part of it because like as a, as someone who paints or is a part of a certain craft, like you'll always be able to tell what's more refined, I think. Mm-hmm. Totally. And yeah. like, when music producers sit around and talk about like, oh, this sound is, uh, it's just the mix down on this is so fucking good. I'm like, yeah, just like nodding my head, but not really knowing <laughs> totally the, the subtle differences. Like, no, no, the, the highs are like, I just, I fix them all. Yeah. It sounds exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can hear some things, but that's that to, to put an example out there. It's like, I think that's the difference, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's why people get so upset because like the public is saying, wow, we're going to cheer this on just as much as we're cheering you on. Mm. And maybe one person wants to buy that painting instead of, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know either. It's hard to analyze it, but I'm, uh, the whole thing's strange, man. It's all it, speculation. It is weird how we all just start as naive, naive artists. And then yeah. as you get like, further down the path and into selling work and stuff like that. It's weird how I didn't expect to find so much kind of drama <laughs> by like I didn't either. a lot of uh, what I would consider, you know, like 
psychedelically inspired painters. Well, you are in like the the the, the, the wasp nest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the, the capital. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah, just humans it's... being humans too, right? Like, yeah. Whenever a large enough group of humans get together and enough people know each other, you know, not everybody's going to get along. Yeah, personalities and, do their thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> But overall, you know, the art world is like, it's pretty cool. At least the art world we find ourselves in. It's yeah. rather encouraging, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's very encouraging. Like, of and course. With Instagram, yeah. you, you, can, you can become someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's just with anything. Mm-hmm. Whether, whether you're like a jump rope artist. Right, yeah. I mean, baker. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. I will say like when you go and look at some of these celebrities that are like posting like a selfie in their shop, like at the shopping mall, yeah. you know, with like, you know, 40 million likes or whatever, mm-hmm. it does kind of make you seem like, wow, like I'm really, I'm really like giving a fuck about a whole lot of nothing over here worrying about my likes, <laughs> you know, like, like you should just let it go. And to me, yeah, that's always my go. reminder. Let it go, man. It's, it's like, like, don't get bent out of shape. Yeah, like, like okay. In the grand scheme of things, I'm yeah. nowhere near like Kendall Jenner. So mm-hmm. why am I even, like, why am <laughs> yeah. I stressed out? Like, uh, there's a, mm-hmm. a really good quote that my uncle used to tell me when we play golf. He would say, you're not good enough to get mad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I feel awesome. like it's well, wow. super wise, man. It, it's amazing. a really good mindset to have with life. Damn, like you don't have really it all cool. figured out. Like why are you so upset that yeah. your plan changed? You were a baby like not that long ago. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like cut, cut yourself a little slack, exactly. man. Like you more like more likely than not, you're doing like a pretty great job, you know? Like I don't know, we're in bodies that work and we're here. Totally. Our eyes are open, we can talk. It's yeah. like, <laughs> you it's know, like nice. it's, it's okay. And, and it's also like, I don't know, jealousy of somebody that has more attention than you. Like, it, like if you do feel that jealousy, you're like, wow, does that, why does that person get so many likes? It's like, I don't know if you'd want the pressure of having 40,000 likes Dude, on yeah, anything you do. That or might, 40 million. Yeah. Like, like some of them are, it's insane. Yeah. And it's like, it's like every like of any art post ever, like combined into one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't know if you want that pressure, man. That might, it might be a little bit too much. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Somewhere being in the middle might be pretty cool. It's like, you're not a nobody and you're not the fucking man. You're just like a pretty nice person doing your thing. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good place to be. I think you just have to know yourself. Yeah. Cause maybe you are that, that motherfucker who can run a, you know, fortune 500 company or something. (laughs) But to me, that doesn't sound very fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Fortune well, 500 company and art, I don't think those are like <laughs> the same thing. There's not an overlap there at all, but... Hey, you never um, know. Yeah. <laughs> never yeah. know. Yeah. Where is people's attention? Like, this kind of go- gets back to like, I don't think people know enough about art. And this mm-hmm. is sort of the impetus for us starting the podcast. Is mm. to like, Yeah, to share, talk, talk share what it. it is to be an artist. And, yeah. yeah. And also like, I don't know, just talking about the Instagram thing and like looking at people and jealousy and this and that or whatever. Like, what is your kind of mission as an artist? Like, what what do you see as like a a nice life as an artist for you? Man, that is a great question. Um, it's actually one that's sort of followed me around. And the version of that question that I've answered and then still I'm trying to answer is what's my story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an important question and i i've got like really interesting qualities and like an interesting start with art and mm-hmm. you know my my mom 
um, had me when she was really young. And, you know, I never knew my biological father. So she had multiple, like, partners, like, guys that she was seeing. And mm-hmm. one of them uh, who lived with us was, a full, like, an artist. Nice. Uh-huh. He moved furniture during the day, and then he'd come home and paint and listen to Slipknot and, like, Lamb of God. <laughs> no shit. We shared wow. a wall. Whoa. Yeah, we were both in the basement. We shared a wall. And his our bathroom sink that we shared, he had brushes on it every single day. Mm. So I grew up, that was from about 10, 11, wow. 12. I was like cohabitating with a working artist who wow. had a studio in his room. Okay. So that was sort of, I didn't even realize until later that that, it opened up my eyes to like, whoa, this is a possibility. And, you know, I used to go in there and steal his naked um, references. He had this folder, <laughs> nice. all these like naked girls. Yeah. And I remember uh, that was sort of, yeah, like 11, 12 when I started like looking at hentai. Mm. So then <laughs> hentai ended up in, in anime in general, was sort of a big leap for me. Yeah. I, um, I used to draw, I'd copy these hentai pictures and I'd give them to my friends because I would show them to my friends and they're like, dude, I need to borrow that. <laughs> so I had like three different friends that I'd, I'd pass these naked drawings to. And it, it was sort of the first time anyone really looked at my art and was like, yo, that's sick. Mm-hmm. So I started drawing like pretty early. I, I think like more seriously, I used to make my own like X-Men characters and sweet. And then I saw graffiti world, that book in high school changed my life, started spray painting. I started spray painting my middle name, which is Leo, mm-hmm. L-E-O. Oh, that's where that comes from. Yeah. yeah. And then later, uh, when I stopped, you know, being just some toy graph artist, <laughs> I, I still liked Leo. Um, so I, I created the moniker Alio, mm-hmm. which is my first, the letter of my first name. And then Abram Leo. Leo. Yeah. Kind of sounds like <laughs> alien too. Yeah, or a lot of people say Aleo. It's like soft A, Aleo. soft E, Aleo. but it's it's hard. Hard A, hard E. Yeah, yeah, Aleo. that's more your style. Aleo. Yeah, yeah. You're Aleo, not Aleo. I know. Um, <laughs> so I guess I mean that's all leading up to where I'm at, and like, what's my story? What's my purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think my purpose is just to try to be the best best version of myself, which kind of sounds like a cop out, like no. having my art. It's not a cop out be at all. Be my life. And but. the art is a byproduct of you figuring out how to be the best version of yourself. You're kind of like chronicling who you are and where your attention is as you're on this path to becoming an excellent human. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to be totally honest. I like w- what, one of the things that gets me up in the morning is the thought of like helping someone. Mm-hmm. So if, nice. if I've got like a project where someone's counting on me or, um, or, you know, someone calls me with a problem, like I really enjoy helping people and they don't, they don't have to be friends. Like I genuinely care about strangers, nice. which I don't, I know some people have that, but mm-hmm. I know that some people also just are sort of like, fuck the world. Like you annoy <laughs> yeah. me, shut up. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really have like, like really much of that in me. Mm-hmm. Um, You're empathetic. So Looking forward, you know, because I'm in my end, ending in my 20s, I feel like some sort of a combination between like therapy and art, where yes. maybe I'm like guiding artists through their journey or mm-hmm. guiding someone through their journey of life and then show them what art is. Yeah. I, I sort of feel like if, if I'm able to help other people and make art, that would probably be like the win win double punch mm-hmm. for me. Totally. Because 
when I look at the end of the, of the Instagram fame thing and you're standing on the top and just pissing on everyone, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I'm the shit. I'm so cool. Yeah, it sort of okay. doesn't really. It seems empty, right? It yeah. seems really empty. Yeah, yeah. Or it could it could seem empty, like from us. Yeah, mm-hmm. being like sort of you know <laughs> still trying to make it. Yeah. yeah, I hear exactly what you're saying though. I've been thinking about the same thing. You know, for me, like finding art, it was all about the art, and now I'm realizing the art is the vehicle for connection with other beings yeah, and learning about ourselves. And so it's, it's bigger than the art, right? Yeah. You want to connect and you want to figure out how to make yourself okay. And as you're figuring that out and your art gives you some validation, like it gives you a platform or a vehicle to share things that you've learned and yeah. yeah, And partner up with people and you get to work together to become better people and make cool art, you know, it's like more of a holistic approach. That's an awesome mission you know yeah you see i like that? helping people yeah like i really do mm-hmm. so. well it's so cool because it makes you feel like so you can't get out of wanting to uh do selfish things right so if your selfishness benefits not just you but those around you yeah like that's Dude, the right. shit man it's a great yeah. it's a great way of putting it mm-hmm. that's cool do you like do you have a vision of how that might manifest about how you'd want to well, like I've, I've curated or? three shows now. You know, I did one at the Artery in Port Collins before I moved to Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did one this last summer. And then I'm working on um, curating two shows at Threda Gallery. Cool. Nice. Yep. Um, so that kind of feels like an avenue. Although there is something about just the gallery scene. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's like where the money's at. Mm, yeah. But, Something I've noticed is, you know, I'm pretty outgoing and I don't know how conducive that is to being like your best version of yourself artist person Mm. because there is a certain desire to connect with people Mm. and that is sort of like the opposite of focusing on drawing. Mm -hmm. So like my two nieces are uh, twins and they're adopted from China Mm. and they are 16 years old. Shouts to them. Shouts to twin nieces. Yeah, Dresden and Adderley. They are incredible artists already. They're 15. They're 16. Yeah, they're 16. And I'm, what I'm going to try to do is like teach them everything I know. Because I truly think that that, that the twin pair up, not only are they twins, they're female and they're like a a minority, an ethnic minority. Uh Yeah, they're going to destroy. I feel like they're going to hit every mural project's like quota. Uh, seriously yeah Yeah. and they Mm -hmm. are fucking amazing but okay the point that i was leading to is they are so quiet Uh they Mm. are Mm. not flamboyant they're not outgoing Mm -hmm. and i think that that is one of the things that is sort of a recipe for a really great artist Mm -hmm. is your art being your voice you're you're sort of in your own body so like kind of awkward and fearful that you can project like this magnificent opera voice through your work hell yeah and i feel like i don't quite have that i've always been like you know kind of like more or less a cool kid or or popular right (laughs) Mm -hmm. like by totally by like getting voted into like royalty at high school and stuff (laughs) like that you know what i mean yeah so you're a nice guy yeah i'm a nice guy i know how to talk i know how to represent myself right Mm -hmm. and so i can almost communicate better with words than i can right now with my skill level with my hand I mean, you're a dope artist. Well, Don't sell yourself yeah, short, man. But communicating as far as like, uh, as eloquent as I am with words, it, 
at least how I feel. Mm. Um, I'm not quite there technically. Okay. Yeah. Art. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel the same way. Sometimes. But you'll grow into it too. You know, You're everybody right. has a different timeline. Yeah. Everyone and, does. But just looking at yeah. my nieces, mm-hmm. they are making work that looks like AP high school straight up. Oh yeah. Like they are, they're fucking amazing. That's and awesome. as soon as they can start pulling from their mind, mm-hmm. like game over. Yeah. And that's a cool role. Cause like, so you being more social, but you have the experience, you understand what it is to be an artist mm-hmm. and you can act as a great conduit to, yeah, to help, uh, to help very introverted artists yeah. get gigs and like yeah. let them know, like that's a beautiful role to play. There's, there's definitely a opportunity there because almost no artist that I know personally has like a manager or, uh, you know, like someone that books them gigs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure plenty do. Yeah. I'm, we're, I'm just not at that level yet, but mm-hmm. that's a, you know, that's a role, maybe. I don't know. That was just something I was thinking of. Yeah. But, but I like the the art therapy thing, too. Yeah. And you should definitely keep doing painting. And Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And that's all with the caveat of me continuing to make art. Right. I'm gotcha. just, you know, when I when I look at James Jean, to bring it back again, yeah, yeah. My, like one of my all-time favorites, he, if you look at some, watch some of his early videos, he's like really awkward. Uh-huh. like super fucking awkward and he even <laughs> yeah. says himself he's like i am awkward as fuck <laughs> and so i just i sort of feel like some of my favorite artists are like the quietest ones mm. and sort of these loud people who are able to like work a crowd mm. their work then this isn't across the board but i found that their work doesn't tend to be quite as deep mm. yeah because they're able to carry more of it along themselves mm-hmm. instead without of without a paintbrush yeah yeah whereas if gotcha. you're really awkward like like you better be really good at art <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you're not gonna have like opportunity to talk to anyone yeah you know you yeah. feel kind uh-huh. of weird or maybe they when it's, you know maybe they like that though yeah, yeah. i know i do and mm-hmm. it did definitely when i was more awkward yeah like just like oh sweet no one's around <laughs> yeah <laughs> just go go to painting or go to drawing <laughs> totally there's, there's also this thing though you know like you're a unique being, right? Mm-hmm. And the way your life manifests is going to be a unique expression. And in your heart, you want to help people. And as you follow that and you become a master at helping people, I wouldn't be surprised if your art reflects that you're becoming a master of your heart and following mm-hmm. those impulses, you know? Yeah. So like, who knows what's going to happen? It's like, right. you might think that's going to diminish your art, but actually by following that, your art might explode because you're truly learning how to honor yourself and your perspective and Hell yeah. dive into that. So, Thanks, you dude. know, yeah, it's like we have no idea how reality is going to manifest. And I think it really is, you know, if you follow your impulse, like this is, this makes me feel good. I want to do this. Yeah. I think if you follow that, like you're not going to fail and all aspects of your life will improve. Uh, maybe I, I kind of <laughs> yeah. want to push back against that. Yeah. A little yeah bit let's hear it. Because just only going to what feels good means mm-hmm. that you're going to end up in a rut. I think from my experience huh. is that you actually, the uncomfortable energy I think is good energy. You, well, it's going towards uncomfortable things that you're, so if you're pulled towards, so you're pulled towards helping people, right? Okay. Uh, that's what you want to do in your heart. It's going to be a challenge. Yeah. You're not, you're not avoiding challenge. You're facing the challenges that are relevant. Okay. To okay. You. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a little more specificity. Yeah. And 
I knew what you're talking about. <laughs> you were like, yeah, we're we're partners. <laughs> yeah, does that, does that we get, have a mind meld going? Is that kind of weird? Like, do you guys? Because I'm noticing that both of you are, are really making a lot of eye contact with me, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sort of wondering if you know how that it can be that way if you're a couple and you have like the third wheel, like you're both sort yeah. of focused on them because yeah. you're like almost bored with each other. <laughs> I think like, no, oh, this, yeah. this we're, old not, dog. we're not at couple stage yet. <laughs> I don't think. No, we're not. Bo- we're at a sweet spot where like I think we're starting to. Uh, realize each other's flow and how Aww. we process stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Yeah, it's really cute. You guys, You're right. Are you guys all. playing footsie right now? Yeah, we are. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys can't hear it or see it, but both have our left shoe off. We're going skin to skin contact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your your toes. The, every digit is forming a <laughs> fist. Yeah. That's so, how we do the podcast, people. Yeah. Toe fist. The magic. <laughs> So, hey, has been revealed. Um, I'm also just curious about your experience working with Threda. Um, oh, yeah. Can, uh, can you so tell that story? Totally. I actually, uh, part of it has to do with uh, Randall, Roberts, and Morgan Mandala. Shouts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shouts, homies. So I met Peter at New Conscious Gallery. I remember CT's show that he had there uh, when it was at the old location before they had the stage and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was just the one room. Yep. Yep. I remember he, that. I remember we were like, yo, CT Nelson, your shit's fucking fire, bro. <laughs> and he's like, guess what, boys? Peter Westerman of Threda is moving to Denver. Ooh. And he kind of spilled the beans early. He's like, yeah, I gave him some neighborhoods to check out. And we're all like, what? Threda's moving to Denver? <laughs> so that was just in the back of my mind. I lived in Fort Collins at this point. And what then, year was it? Oh, this was like six years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Something like that. Yeah. Well, Peter ends up making a big statement like, oh, yeah, Threda's now in Denver. And I was like, oh, shit, it happened. And then I started seeing him around at New Conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just sort of befriended him. I ended up befriending Brian Scott Hampton, and uh, there was an after party at Bass Nectar Red Rocks. The last time Bass Nectar played Red Rocks, Threda was throwing an after party. Where? It was at, like, it wasn't Cluster Studios, but it was a, um, it was one of those warehouse spaces yeah, yeah, yeah. over there. Nice. Well, we all show up. Like, we got the, our bus to show kind of guy. It was like one of those buses to, like, he dropped everyone off, and then there was a group of us. Mm-hmm. like quite a few we all like gave him money to take us way out of the way because mm-hmm. we were just flying yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so we show up and they got all these food trucks and it's dope and and then the cops are there and then they like they had already shut the party down Aww. but their bus had left and we we're just <laughs> like oh fuck and this was like before lift mm-hmm. oh damn like before that you would have to like call a taxi company but i don't <laughs> yeah. feel like people really did that no nah. So just have to I don't walk even home. know how to spell taxi. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, uh, ended up seeing Brian and he like remembered my name and that was so big for me. Yeah, yeah. And I painted on this shirt, I remember, and I like showed him. I was like, look, dude. He's like, yo, that's sick. So then Peter invited me to come help at a 420 event with Randall and Morgan. Mm-hmm. And... I just like killed it with sales in the gallery. Oh yeah, they told stories about that. They're like, Abe's the best. He sold so so many so of our much prints. Art. It yeah. was at like that cannabis cup, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. I remember there was other people helping. I actually haven't ever like told them this. So this is if they're listening, it'll be the first time they hear. But uh, Randall and Morgan handed me a hundred dollar bill the first day. Yeah. And they were like, Don't say anything because we didn't tip the other two. <laughs> <laughs> they see you hustling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So after, so then pretty much after that, Peter hit me up real quick and he's like, yo, I want to work with you. Move to Denver. Nice. And that was four years ago. Hell yeah. yeah. So I've been, I was full time for a couple of years and then bouncing in and out of part time. So like what kind of roles have you played uh, as you work? Every there? role. Cause it's a, it's a really small operation. Mm-hmm. Um, we now have four dedicated people up from three mm-hmm. and at times it was just me and Peter. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I started with like doing the, the, the festivals we did first bake first base. Uh, no, it was a base center at, at Dick's. Yeah. We had a booth there. Uh huh. I came out to like the, the, was it, it wasn't silent disco. It was, it was. Yeah. I came out to that. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Cause you were, you were like a day late and I had to go meet you in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. In the golf cart. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Well, they, they didn't ask me until the second day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I started off doing that and, you know, I've been doing the clothing production for like, probably, I mean, definitely two years, maybe like pushing three. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So originally, I mean, yeah, because I'm, I'm a very meticulous person Mm -hmm. and they will like mock it up, mm-hmm. be like, we want this with Alex Gray's art. Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of my responsibility to take the art from Alex Gray and then edit it in order to look and feel the way it will when the people at the factory make the garment. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'd say it's, it's like glorified, like busy work, honestly, but um, <laughs> someone's got to do it. And yeah, and you have to have a really specific type of mind, I think, because there's a lot of points where you'd say, ah, oh, fuck it. Like you can't be the, oh, fuck it type of person. No, everything's got to be on it's point, be like especially on point. when you're working with the grays. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, and, and I've made plenty of mistakes with cards. I remember I had gotten this one like mugwort mm-hmm. piece on a sticker. I First I spelled his... First, I, I had a different artist. It wasn't Mugwort. So we had to like reorder this sticker. <laughs> and then the second time, I like, I left, it was like the wrong title or something. Like, I don't know how I fucked up these stickers like so bad. <laughs> hey, it's a learning experience, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's been my experience at Threda. Um, we just got the gallery this, this last year. And uh, yeah, like, it, it's all Peter, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like, I'm just like a guy that gets stuff done and that's well, what yeah. I like to do. I mean, well, oh, yeah. Thrader couldn't be what it is now without you. You yeah. know what I mean? True. Like he, he leads the vision. He's the director. Exactly. But yeah, you, you need homies to help you along the way. To yeah. Do something we make to, a good that balance, level. dude. I, I mean, mm-hmm. we've worked together for four years and there's been like weird little things, but it's, it's normally like around money. Uh, mm-hmm. but like we've never, we've never like gone in each other's throats. Yeah, that's good. And because neither one of us are like super emotional at work. Yeah, and I think it, it's it's good because mm-hmm. you know I'll mock up like thirty designs and he won't approve a single one. <laughs> and a lot of people would fucking like flip, flip out. Yeah, yeah. And then they take it personal. Yeah, they they come in the next day like I can't even do anything right. Like <laughs> I'm just gonna stop trying. Yeah. Or then they like get all pissed off and push against it mm-hmm. like this design's sick like you're blind yeah yeah <laughs> he and i don't have any of that That's we're just awesome. i'm nice. like you don't like Perfect. any of these cool cool yeah, yeah. yeah. hell yeah <laughs> so yeah we've made a good team um 
must be an interesting perspective growing up here. You're one of the few like natives to Colorado. And uh, yeah, to see Thrader come in and watch them grow and watch this whole art scene grow must be an interesting perspective for you. Is it? Yeah, I mean, dude, I found Thrada um, like seven or eight years ago. I bought a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He like marketed to me on Facebook somehow. Yeah, he knew. I know. I remember when Thrada started popping up. You're like, oh, yeah. this company is, is so this? cool. What yeah. is this? Brian Scott Hampton and E. Howard were the two guys that I was like, those were the dudes that I was like drooling over mm-hmm. out of the whole group. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like the art scene changing is definitely huge, but everything's changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was going to college when we'd got here and I remember, you know, I was 18 and we went into these dispensaries. They had an on-site doctor <laughs> where you would just pay him a hundred dollars. He'd give you your card right then and there. <laughs> nice. Oh my God. And so we Wild were, West, baby. Yeah, we went, in, we went in to get like weed. And before we even had talked to a doctor or had our card, they were letting us like smell nugs. <laughs> so yeah, not only were we minors, but we were also like not licensed. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know it was that wild back Dude, then. Dude, it was, it was like, it was crazy. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that it was it was I feel like that almost changed Colorado more than the weed thing. Yeah, yeah. more than like the the art. It just brought well, the, the art followed. The, yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty clear that it did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you've been doing murals for a while now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, five, 5 years. Well, not including the the spray paint stuff I did in high school. Right. Cuz right. I used to I used to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I do stuff. It was illegal. all it was all legal. Yeah, totally um, legal. Um but uh, I hear a lot of people asking uh, the same question, and I've asked it before myself. I'll ask it here again. Uh-oh. How do you... What's the process of, of booking yourself a wall um, to paint on legally? Mm. Okay, that is a fucking great question. Um, I need to go take a piss, though. Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll take Pause a break. It. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I I get mural gigs uh, more than one way. I I wouldn't say that it's just one style. So there are, I'd say there's like three types. There's open calls, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. those get posted on um, like Facebook, or or there's a site called Cafe Call for Entry. It's a cafe dot com mm-hmm. or dot org. So you can go there. Anyone can go and sign up. Although these projects that get posted publicly do require certain things, Every, anything from insurance to a portfolio. Okay. But it's open to the public. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in getting murals, I'd say start there. Mm-hmm. So open calls. That's one way. And then Facebook, obviously. Like there are certain groups where someone's like, I'm looking for a mural. And then everyone throws like a hot dog at that person, you yeah. know, and you, you yeah. know, you see those pylons. Mm-hmm. I actually got a commission from one of those really? um, in November. Nice. And it was one that like Melty had been tagged on. Mm. And I remember I went and I, and I like commented like, yeah, Kevin's the fucking man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was crazy. It was one of those pylons with like 80 comments. And then the customers reached out to me like two days later. Nice. And they said, we looked at everyone's art and we liked yours. Wow. Oh yeah. And that cool. was, I was just like, 
whoa. Because mm. I feel like from Facebook, you don't really expect one of those public pylons to ever turn into anything. Right, yeah. But I, I actually got like a significant commission from awesome. it. Awesome. Nice. Um, so then there's also, uh, there's like this sort of like word of mouth. Um, so once you get a, a few murals under your belt, then what I've found that happens is they sort of like market themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a business owner next to one of your murals, like knows someone who needs a mural and then you'll just get like DMS or emails. Yeah. And so I've gotten quite a few murals that way where I get like invited or asked. And then the third way, which I've also done is you do like, uh, like a drop in. Mm-hmm. So like, like I go to a restaurant that I really like, um, or like my rock climbing gym, mm-hmm. and you're just sort of like, hey, I think it'd be really cool to have a mural here. And most of the time, people are like, whoa, yeah. And I actually try to come with my design already. Totally. So what I'll do is I'll yeah. snap a photo while I'm there. Right. I'll mock something up, mm-hmm. and then I'll email them with actual substance rather than saying, hey, I think I might want to paint a mural for yeah. you. <laughs> and then it's like... Yeah. Okay. Cool. Words are cool. And you just lay it out <laughs> for them, and then they're like, "Okay, this guy's a fucking pro." Like, yeah, yeah. yeah but then if you together. send them a design, yeah, then they're already like, "Holy shit!" And then they can visualize it, and they can get excited. Yeah. Because what I found, because I've done it the other way, where I, I just sort of offhand mention it, like mm. it'd be cool if you had a mural here, and they're like, "Yeah, show me." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now there's this pressure, and then if you don't get them a design within a few days, you look You've like you don't it. care. Yeah, you yeah. lose steam. And then not. I also feel like there's mm-hmm. expectation from the client where they're, they want to see the design. Yeah. Whereas if you just drop in with the design already, then you just they're just sort of like, they're experiencing it all for the first time. Yeah. Like the whole concept of even a mural. Mm-hmm. Like it was they didn't even, even know, talk to them They didn't about. even know they wanted it, and they're just uh-huh. like, oh shit, exactly. wow, we could do that with this space? Oh. So I found the most success doing a little bit of work ahead of time. Yeah. Rather than getting the interest and getting the okay to do a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people seem to respond well if you've done a little bit of work yeah. already. Tighten up. Because then they also sort of feel a bit obligated. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah. You've already like gone through all the trouble. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, oh, then it, and then it's kind of uh-huh. awkward and they're like, well, okay, how much you want? So, <laughs> yeah. so then when I come to pricing, um, mm-hmm. uh, Sort of the standard I'll use is ten dollars a square foot. Okay, and the, my minimum is a thousand dollars, which Got is you. really low. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it ridiculously is. low. Yeah, but that's the price for a ten foot by ten foot wall. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> I, I, I've actually been like upping my prices. Um, but if it's a huge project, I go down to ten. Otherwise, if it's if it's only like a fifteen foot wall times eight foot or something, I'll do $15 a square foot. Okay. This is good info. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. It's really good. Info. Yeah, yeah. Those, I bounce between 10 and 15. If, if you, I've done a lot of research online. There mm-hmm. are some like mural pricing guides, but okay. it's mostly the sort of like, uh, like folk art looking murals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the traditional type of mural that yeah. before five years ago was like, the types of murals mm-hmm. that people, or before 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, we're bringing heat now. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so the, if you look at those guides, they say $25 a square foot. Darn you. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But when you're sending a, a price tag to a restaurant owner for, you know, a, a $13,000 mural, they're just yeah. going to be like, you can go. That's a you lot. You can get, yeah. get up and go fuck yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. And 
maybe after you create a body of work of murals and you're really killing it, then you will get that rate and people will be like, well, fuck yeah, you know, yeah. but it's the hard work of just getting those first walls, yep. put, put like putting feelers out everywhere you can. I've painted so many free walls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I was going to ask you about that too. Cause then you can apply amount of free walls and then you have all these examples. So when you do apply for things, Did you you're like, yeah. Approach businesses like that being like, I'll paint this wall for free. No. Um, you just did it. Well, like I was a part of Crush, you know, mm -hmm. uh, what was that, 2017? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it was just like a self-funded project. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I mean, like my, my mural at my climbing gym, it's a trade. Mm -hmm. So I've also done things like that. Yeah. yeah. Is it a, just a trade for membership? Yep. Nice. Sweet yeah, deal. I've gotten three years of membership. Hell yeah. For one mural. Nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's worth it. That's sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and plus, they they now are able to have this mural they're proud of. But my my first mural was actually brought to me. It was for a company called Cargill. Yeah. And they are a transport company. They yeah. do a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was at one of their oil, vegetable oil plants they have in Fort Collins. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a friend of mine worked there. And they had gotten a quote from a muralist to do a life-size train car mm -hmm. for, uh, I don't even remember how much it was. But then he, I had a party and he had come over and he was like, hey, like all drunk. Mm. You know those conversations when you're drunk? Yeah. <laughs> you're sort of like, is you're this like, going to be reality no tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, he was saying like, yeah, we got this mural price. It's like really pricey. Like maybe you could come in here and do it. So I went and I met with the guy and he's like, have you painted murals before? And I lied. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've painted murals. <laughs> and then he's like, oh cool. Like, do you have any photos? And I remember I was like, yeah, I have to like go look. I know I got them somewhere. <laughs> like <laughs> just fucking bullshitted it. He's like, well, this was my price that we got from this other guy. And I said, I'll cut that motherfucker in half. Hell yeah. I cut it. it. I cut it. it. Cut it. it. Cut it. Yes. <laughs> so that was my first official like paid mural. Nice. I they shopped the mural price to me and I cut it in half. That's nice. awesome. And oh, then yeah. it was so successful that he ended up giving me another like three grand worth of work. Oh, nice. awesome. So each each office in this Cargill uh, space was mm -hmm. named after a, a 14er. And nice. they had me paint a landscape of that mountain for each office. Cool. Sweet. Cause I Sweet. like banged the mural out and I was there like when his crew was getting there every morning, like mm -hmm. 7.30 and he's nice. like, yo, this motherfucker ain't. He's going for he's it. He's not like some stoner artist yeah, person. Yeah. Um, are you using all spray paint or all spray cans uh, on your murals or are you for using the most any part. brush or anything? Yeah, yeah, pretty much all spray paint. Cool. And I've, I've used a projector on uh, one, two, I've used a projector on two of my murals. Otherwise, mm. they're all like freehand. Nice. Hell yeah. And both of the ones I used a projector for were, were paid and there were four clients. And I I really felt like I needed to have the, the final product look as close to the mock-up, yeah. the digital mock-up as Absolutely. possible. It's a very yeah. specific concept. Whereas yeah. the pieces that I do on my own or elsewhere, mm -hmm. um, there's more wiggle room mm -hmm. where they're not like, hoping it'll look a certain way. Right, right. You can sort of like figure it out as you go. Totally. Nice. Yeah, it's like uh, murals are cool, man. It's cool to make a gigantic painting, you know, that tons of people get like impressed by. And mm -hmm. it, 
I'm working on my first mural, you know, and, and uh, you've been talking about it for so long. I'm stoked that yeah. you're doing it by yourself. Yeah. It's Cause fun. I could yeah. feel some, I could feel some apprehension from you. Mm-hmm. You were sort of like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like hold my hand and I'm like, bro, you got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. And then, yeah, like, uh, that world opens up to you too. And it, it's cool. You'll never see a blank wall the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm noticing. It's like skateboarding. You know, as soon as you get a skateboard, everywhere exactly. you go, all you see is it's skate spots. Yep. As soon yeah. as you paint a wall, you're just like, oh, you can paint that wall that's or this it. wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I'm having conversations with people I care about and they're like, why do you keep looking over at that like blank wall? And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> fantasizing. <laughs> having a wet dream over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also curious, like, um, you have like a distinct st- like you have a distinct style you know your art world is all comprehensive okay but you um can you, you please ha- elaborate I, well, on what you think that is <laughs> well i'm trying to figure it out i think it's yeah, like I'm trying to figure illustrative it out um it's like a nice blend between illustrative abstract and uh and fun so just yeah. vanilla <laughs> super vanilla no 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 <laughs> but yeah i just find it interesting how you um bounce around within your style and choose a lot of different subjects and, you know, a lot of drawing and spray cans and painting work and everything like that. Like, um, it's just interesting, you know, like a lot of artists have like, I do this thing really well mm. where you're bouncing around more. Do you find that, is that like a reflection of you? Like, yeah. you have, like tangents of interest? And I mean, if you believe in Zodiac stuff, you know, it would relate to my sign, which is Gemini. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> my guy. Yep. <laughs> oh, you are too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah they, I mean, yeah, kind of flighty, you know, mm-hmm. almost like, uh, and I would say it's actually been what I've been trying to work away from. Really? Yeah. So most, you know, most guides will say that like my type of personality is great for being like a parent because mm-hmm. you'll, ex- uh, you'll show a kaleidoscope of interest to your child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we live in an age of specialization and, and the, the types of pages that people want to follow on Instagram are a page that is concise. And, you know, if you look at the way that sitcoms and TV shows are set up, it's very predictable. It's got the intro, which is covering what you missed last episode. It's got mm. uh, about 15 to 10 minutes of real new content. Mm-hmm. And then it's got about another... 30 minutes of leading up to the cliffhanger that they're going to leave you on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people feel they like, they really, they feel good. Or even if a G- DJ drops like Missy Elliott, it doesn't matter like where you're at. Everyone's going to go fucking crazy. Cause you oh, know yeah. that song. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, people like to feel familiar and Play when they're the looking hits. at your art, yeah. they want to feel that. Like yeah. they don't like it when all of a sudden you just start like doing this other thing. Cause um, it sort of gives them anxiety. Yeah. Like yeah. from the outside, does not compute. I we, wasn't ready. We for talked this. about this last week with Alicia. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? We were talking about. Uh, she's like changed her style up completely uh, over the past couple of years, and like I don't know. I think I admire that. Yeah, some bold, an artist yeah. who can change their style up is just like um, it, and remain good and relevant. Okay, it's like it's a tricky thing to pull off, and like you know. Like fan entitlement is definitely a thing, you know, Yeah. like where people are like, ah, I was used to this and now you're doing this. And it's like, (laughs) well, to me, that's like, that's the more, I hate to use lofty words like noble, 
but that's like the more noble way to do it because you're just being true to yourself and yep. true to whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that's cool, man. But it's not conducive <laughs> to being a professional, aka making your living from art. Mm. You I can guess st- not. Yeah, you can still be full time. Yeah. So the word full time artist gets thrown around all the time. Mm. Yeah. And full time artist equates to professional artist, but that is uh, no. Why is that wrong? So full time artist is an artist who makes art like regularly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. A professional artist is someone who does is someone who who like lives off of yeah it. like they get their health benefits they're yeah. doing it real they're not going yeah. into debt being an yeah, artist yeah. Mm-hmm. gotcha like it's a viable business that's a professional artist and so i've realized that me being someone who really honestly makes the art for myself and that's mm-hmm. why i bounce around so much mm-hmm. it it can equate to someone being a professional cuz obviously I, you know i was full time like almost all of last year mm-hmm it's 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 actually not what i want and and that's mm. a realization um so i've been doing this for 3 years now i do a year end review and i just sort of finished it like 2 weeks ago mm-hmm. where long hand form i don't know if you if yeah I, I write down every single thing i did that year yeah. that was important to me yeah and it could be from just a really fun night at the black box to yeah like a huge project or a huge opportunity or right. a new job or relationship. Mm-hmm. And it sort of doubles as like a gratitude list because then and I don't do New Year's resolutions anymore. What I do is I do a year end review mm-hmm. and I sort of pinpoint three to four things that I was the most proud of. And then I try to just energetically move that direction. Yeah. But I, I feel like having a New Year's resolution like closes you off to the possibilities of life because most of the time you're not dreaming big enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by having this resolution, you're limiting yourself by saying, I want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to squat like 470 by the end of the summer. <laughs> yeah. Oof. But like potentially you could be squatting 500. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put a limit on it necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I actually stopped doing New Year's resolutions. Totally. And I do year end review taking stock yeah do you mm-hmm. do you still make goals though no, no i mean i'll have like an overarching goal so my goal heading into 2019 was to nurture my inner artist mm-hmm. because i'd found that i was really being pretty negative mm-hmm. in the disguised as like comedy and mm-hmm. that's and that's actually something that is throughout my life is that uh whenever i am being sort of like a dick or negative, mm-hmm. I disguise it as comedy. And in my lower self, it's like I, I'm able to get away with it because mm-hmm. it's just a joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just joking. Uh huh. But you're still being nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I found that the line between being nasty to myself and being nasty to other people is no line. Yeah. That mm-hmm. Allowing any of that judgment in to, let's say, other people's art it also let the judgment into my own art. Exactly. So my yeah. goal for last year was to not judge anyone's art. Nice. And, and, and thus not judge my own. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I'd, I'd sort of, you know, it's easy to, to just like scroll on Facebook and, and sort of like hate like someone, you know? Because I know some of that goes <laughs> on in the scene. Yeah. Where you're sort of like hate liking on someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like, but really you're, you're sort of sending mental negative energy their way. Mm. <laughs> 
That's some weird twisted shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dark hearts for I know. real. <laughs> and it's 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 all the social media stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Cuz I think if all of that went away, we would all just fucking hug each other. Yeah. Exactly. But wait, you think we would all hug each other if social media went away? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like because I think that social media makes it feel like we're connected, like we're touching. Mm-hmm. At any given moment, I could DM you mm-hmm. and just send you a funny meme and say, "Hey, I see bud, what you're saying. I'm thinking about you." Yeah, I see what you're but saying. But if we yeah. didn't have that opportunity, whenever we'd see each other, it'd be like, "Oh my gosh, how have you been? What have you been up to? Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. You look so good. You've put on, you've put on ten pounds. Have you been working out? Uh-huh. Like your skin looks great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> smell fantastic." Like, <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> yeah, we'd go in for deep breaths around the neck. Yeah. <laughs> but I see what you're saying now. I thought you were positing like humans are good without social media. Like oh. humans are naturally uh, good, but if not for social media. No, I think yeah. we'd feel more connected without it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so too. In real life. In definitely. IRL. Yeah, and that's IRL. all that yeah. really matters. Yeah, Because at the end of the day... Who cares about how many fucking likes you're getting? Like yeah. I, I took a yeah, I took a whole you. month off of Instagram this year. Say it again. I took a whole month off of Instagram, <laughs> and it's okay. If yeah, it felt it feels amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. But then there is also this aspect of like I think a lot of these artists that are all seeing each other in the physical realm. Some of it was fostered through connections with social media yeah, totally and getting true. to know each other and then you get to be in each other's. So it's like, it's not just a negative thing. It actually really does connect people in the physical world. You're right. You're right. You know? And, and I guess, I guess it's, it's easy to focus zero in on all the like bullshit mm-hmm. because our brain is a threat detection mechanism. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even remember how we got there, but <laughs> I, I feel like, oh, year-end review I yeah, think yeah. is more powerful than New than, Year's resolutions. Than goals, mm-hmm. even? Because, yeah, because it's, it's, it's being grateful. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately is going to open you up for the most, for the mostest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, being grateful is like, the wow, key. look what I did this year. It's mm-hmm. the key. That's a gr- yeah. It's yeah. so easy to take take all this cool stuff you do for granted yep. and never take a moment to be like, wow, like I got to do that. Exactly. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The hostess with the mostest. That's the, the saying. <laughs> <laughs> how could, how could we sort of like, uh, take that into our own art realm? Like, like the, like the, the, I don't even the know. The hostess with the mostest. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Well, it's like, the host with the most or the hostess with the mostess. It's I don't like, know. It's, it's like a... Do you mean like being I feel a like that's host? like a Arsenio Hall maybe made that up in okay. the 90s on his show. He's like, host with the most. I don't know. Host with the most. What? Like uh, the... the. I don't even know. Like fostering the, a the, good environment? The, the, my crush with the brush. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for... Yeah, I was like... <laughs> Sort of just in limbo there <laughs> for a sec. I got you. So like yeah. being the safety net. dopest artist or something like that? I don't even know. I don't know. Next. Dope, dopest <laughs> with the ropest. Well, I'm at that least... doesn't work. I, th- I think personally, at least I've been looking at, you know, now that I'm like kind of hanging out in this epicenter of a huge art movement and seeing aspects, like there's some things I like and there's a lot of things like I don't really like. Mm. And taking stock of that and seeing what what do I want an art culture, art 
community or how do I want to see art presented? And, you know, I, I would like to see a, a healthier way to enjoy art, um, more subtlety of connection, maybe events that aren't super loud so people can have oh real conversations. Yes. Yeah. And so like, Miris, please yeah. turn your fucking music down. <laughs> you know, and it, it's like, instead of waiting for somebody else to do it, I want to try to figure out ways to do that. You yeah. know, like yeah. I have friends that own a yoga studio. It's like, Oh, we could throw events here and make yeah. them like healthy and meaningful mm-hmm. and like dive deeper into what it is to be a creative being. Yeah. I don't know, stuff like that. Maybe that's how you become the most. This is. Yeah, uh, I agree. Cause dude, new conscious used to be so good. Mm. I remember their, their first location. It was at any given show you would meet like new people. Yeah. You would yeah. meet like a new best friend. Mm-hmm. And that right there is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the excitement of like going and talking about art mm-hmm. and then getting and and I don't know what's changed. Maybe I've changed. Well, but everything's I also, changed. I also right. feel like yeah. ever since Trump got elected, <laughs> I've been fucking depressed. Huh. For real? Straight up, dude. <laughs> like, I just can't read that shit, you know. No, no, I'm just saying I feel like I feel like something changed. Like thinking about the Obama years, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, a different energy. Makes me want to like cry almost. <laughs> <laughs> different energy at a different time. Way different energy. But like now, different things are coming up, and it's not not valuable, and it might not be the most fun period to live through. But you're learning. You're it's getting like the dirty laundry era. Yeah, yeah. You're getting new data, and yeah. maybe it's <laughs> and maybe like um, just being in the art circles too much. It gets a little incestuous, and you know everybody. You're and right. maybe and yeah. maybe it's about like bringing your art to less exposed parts of the world. Yeah. You know, like sharing it with people that maybe don't know that much about art and getting out of just like everybody you're surrounded by is a really cool artist and they're just talking about politics of the art scene and you're right. money. Like, yeah. you know, separate from that a little Dude, bit. Okay. Yeah. So there's an artist I follow on Instagram. His name is like V I L L A R T. I believe. I mean, I don't, do you guys do notes? Or not really notes. Like oh pictures. yeah, we could probably yeah put we can do notes. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's exactly how you spell it, but he took a whole year off of Instagram. Nice. He still made art like all the time. Yeah. And then released it all the next year. He just started. Or, he just started like posting again. Yeah. yeah. But he mm-hmm. he didn't look at anyone's art for an entire year. That's yeah. so genius. And he, if you go back and look, the jump that he made was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It was like he he surpassed like five years of growth and, nice. and I, I think it's going back to our previous statement that yeah that maybe we're like looking at, at art, too much art too much it's like overload so it's like it's yeah. influencing us and we can't think of another way we can't to help. we yeah. can't help that it's influencing yeah. us exactly mm-hmm. and so we just kind of fall into those uh already laid tracks of, yeah. of artistic creativity yeah exactly so I, you're not yeah. going to go anywhere unknown with that <laughs> yep. you're not going to hack your way through the bush mm-hmm. you're not going to wander through the deserts <laughs> you're not, no. yeah. <laughs> it's like starting to sound like the alchemist over there you're not going to be adrift on the ocean of creativity <laughs> searching yeah. for the okay <laughs> yeah. i'll stop but yeah um have you guys read the alchemist I yes. have, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that's another good one. Classic. Everybody yeah. must read The Alchemist. You have to, or we'll come you to your must. house and read it aloud. Yeah. At six in the morning. Damn. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. For a month in a row. Maybe Let's we should it. record an audiobook version of it. That's going to be the next podcast, actually. He's just reading <laughs> The Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Down. Yeah. No. yeah. 
I think that's a funny thing though. Like the whole kind of oversaturated with art exposure, mm-hmm. you know, like when I lived in Philly, I didn't know any other artists, didn't really attend many art events. And then when I moved here, I was just so excited because there's so much going on, you know? Yeah. And then after a couple of years of doing that, I'm just like, Oh man, I think I need to just kind of like not show up to stuff for a while. It's like a little too much, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it does get hard to see clearly or something yeah. when you're being mm-hmm. exposed to too much cool art. Whereas like we love art, you know, we're fans of it and we want to see it, but, and it can be kind of scary too, to take, to step out for a little bit too. Cause it, there's a fear of like becoming ir- irrelevant mm-hmm. or FOMO and all that. FOMO. <laughs> FOMO. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you just got to do what you got to do and uh, move to the rhythm, how it speaks to you and, like, uh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. speaking of like getting out into unknown places, you're moving, right? I am. Are we allowed Ooh. to drop that on the public? I mean, you just, you just kind of did. <laughs> Damn. Well, it could just be down the street. We didn't say where. Yeah. I am moving. <laughs> <laughs> where are you moving? I'm moving down the street. <laughs> <laughs> How far down that street? Um, I don't know, like a four, like a fourteen-hour drive. <laughs> nice, it's a long street, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving to Chicago, I've got opportunity calling there, and you know, to your point, it was. I sort of in doing my year-end review, I realized that I needed to renegotiate the terms of my goals, mm-hmm. and I think that that's something that can be kind of scary to do is to renegotiate because you sort of feel like, well, once the deal's done, it's set in stone. And, you know, like what, no, no matter what it is, whether it's like getting a raise, mm-hmm. it, it's awkward. It's awkward to renegotiate. Yeah. yeah. And to do it with yourself is really awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's sort of what I had to do. I had to realize that I actually make art for myself. And, yeah. And, even though I get paid like all the time and it's crazy, mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to pursue that. And I'm not trying to have the amount that I make on a thing be the value of it. Yeah. And it's easy to get caught up in that rat race where you're just sort of, you know, I, I just realized I started looking at my art as more of a commodity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like you said, it's an expression of who I am mm-hmm. and what am I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if, if I'm just out there like pimping my originals and doing murals, just, you know, and I'm just like just cruising along. Yeah. Like I, I kind of want, I, I want more of a challenge and mm-hmm. that challenge is to be the best artist that I can be. And yeah. I don't know if trying to pay my bills with my paintings is going to lead to that end mm-hmm. because ultimately mm-hmm. you have to make sacrifices along the way right. when you're working with clients. Right. And I mean, it's very rare that you can work with a client and they say, do whatever Just you want. Go ham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the unicorn. Most of the time it's like, all right, so we've got this like idea. It's kind of like your style, but nothing like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's always so great, weird. Right? Why? This would be great with like the Mona Lisa right here. In the middle. <laughs> yeah. We'd like everything around it, except get rid of all of it and put the most Mona Lisa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know. And, and and I I think that that's just having a real conversation with yourself, you know, like, right. and and the real the real real is that I want to make art because I want to make it, right? Yeah, you want to feel forced exactly. to, 
or not even that. It's just the, all of this back and forth and mental masturbation about what's my style. It's just fucking pointless. Totally. <laughs> I'm just going to make art. Yeah. Period. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I love doing digital art. I love drawing. I love painting. I love doing murals. Mm-hmm. I love doing fucking body paint. Mm-hmm. Like... Just be free to explore your creativity exactly. however you want to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like money's easier to come by than freedom. Exactly. I would say. And and you're only going to find that creative th- freedom, and then the 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 money potentially after that will by jumping head first in, into the vision. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're sort of like, uh, am I capitalistic? Am I not? <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't feel the most creative when, when I'm like trying to work for like, like the food on my plate and totally. I'm, I'm trying to paint for my, like my meals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a really crazy dichotomy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the, it was a hard, mm-hmm. like that, that concept for me was really hard to, to accept because I've sort of wanted to be like this professional artist. Right. And, and I, I and I got that. Yeah. And I realized, holy shit, I actually don't want that. Right. Yeah. So it's renegotiating. Yeah. Totally. Kind of. Um, it's more like you want to be free or something and free to create or, you know, I feel the best when I'm in balance. Yeah. And so when I've just found time and time again, when I'm needing to make art for, in order to pay my bills, I fall out of balance mm. fast. Yeah. Maybe too late of a night, stimulant use or something like that. Totally. Like just Procrastination, mm-hmm. anxiety, yeah. you know, where you're staring at your painting for four hours and you painted for like 30 it's, minutes. It's so weird, like the procrastination thing and the the freedom to be your own boss thing. It's so crazy because you would think that like once you're dictating your own hours you'll be like oh i'll i can work i'll work for <laughs> the 14 whole hours yeah <laughs> and it's like nope you procrastinate on like we were talking about earlier looking at your activity log on your phone and when it says three hours and 45 minutes on social media it's like whoa you know like <laughs> I, it's like, like i want to fire myself yeah exactly it's like uh <laughs> it's like i'm having a bit of a problem with my primary employee he's (laughs) slacking off every now and then yeah Yeah. so and that's what i found and that is such a hard pill to swallow because you know it's like when you achieve your dream and then realize it wasn't your dream like then what you're like wait what is my dream that's a painful thing but that's a really exciting awesome so exciting yeah like i'm not running away from it at all exactly it excites me Mm -hmm. nice and yeah and I try to live a life without expectations and I feel like I do a fairly good job. Yeah. Um, and, and I really think that that is, that's, that's the sauce. Hell yeah. It's no expectations. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean like, don't plan cause you can be proactive without expectations. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And it, and it takes kind of lessons like that. Like, Oh, I finally get to be a full-time artist and then it's not quite what you wanted. So then or expected. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So then you're That's like, what it, yeah. And you have to go, kind of go through an experience like that, and it helps you drop expectations because you're, you're like, I have no idea what this goal or what I'm working toward is gonna be, and yeah. if I, I can just let it be what it will be instead of like being really upset if it's not exactly what I exactly. imagined it would be, and then you're free, and then you can just like, do cool shit and, yeah. Like I time. like people to be to like uh, rely on me. 
Mm -hmm. And as an artist, like you don't really, that kind of goes against that. Yeah. You're relying on yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I'm more intrinsic or extrinsically extrinsically motivated. motivated. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am too. Mm -hmm. Like if I have a, uh, a deadline or like a show, like fucking 12 hours in front of the painter totally. for sure totally. crazy but, what a deadline will do yeah <laughs> but then like if i'm just kind of like well i don't really have anything popping off uh mm-hmm. i guess i'll hear what's going I'll, on on instagram yeah, go get coffee. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so that's interesting i i've thought about that a lot like some people are just like internally motivated and they're just like ah, yeah how do they do it i know how do you do it <laughs> I mean, I think it's a combination of it all. It's maybe being like on the introverted spectrum. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important to being like an actually successful artist. Yeah. I think you kind of have to be an introvert. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying across the board. Yeah. But I think I think it's more leaning that direction. Well, I think, I think the introvert, extrovert um, polarity uh, or like spectrum is it's a, it's a spectrum, not a polarity yeah, is what I'm trying exactly. to say. Yeah. It's like sometimes I can be fucking life of the party. Other yep. times I'm like, bye. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go lay <laughs> in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely lean way more towards introversion. Mm-hmm. Like it's a big deal for me to just leave the house and <laughs> talk on record for a couple hours. Like that's yeah, a lot. Exactly, you know? dude. You're killing it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank I can't so even much. tell. Yeah. <laughs> you always read like a extrovert to me, but yeah, that's strange. People say that, but you know, inside you're like, ah, well, yeah. And like during the week, it's like, I'm alone oh, in a yeah. room making art totally. all the time. So I can charge up my batteries to leave the house. And like, I can tap into being extroverted for yeah. short periods of time, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but then yeah, it, like I don't have huge waves on that. Yeah, but totally. Or like it, a huge battery for mm-hmm. like being out. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then, so like, if you are extroverted, like more extroverted, does um, does being introverted for periods of time, like when you're working on your art, does that charge you up, or is that kind of draining actually? Yeah, like traditionally, it's been draining. That's where so interesting. I sort of have to go like be around all my friends and like go have like a really fun experience, <laughs> and then go like lone, lone wolf it for mm. like a week. That's so weird. And nice. like you know, get real deep. Huh. I mean. I will say it, it. It's always like moving and yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. if I'm like feeling like really healthy, I, I'm I'm more extroverted. Mm-hmm. But if I feel kind of like like underweight and weak, <laughs> yeah, then I'm yeah. gonna kinda I'm like gonna feel injury. more introverted anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, we're always in flux and changing. Exactly. Yeah, but I, I I that is something I've noticed is the extroverted introverted um, difference, <laughs> and yeah. it's something I embrace. Um, and I think I just have to be a little bit more realistic with mm-hmm. myself and mm-hmm. let the work speak for itself. Mm-hmm. So it, and that's like where I have to learn, I just, you know, to like shut the fuck up and <laughs> yeah. let the work speak for itself uh-huh. cause then it will speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So then I feel like in that way, my work does speak for itself, you know, cause you know, you look at it and you're like, okay, that's crazy. But then I feel like, you know, if you look at a few pieces or you really take a look, you're like, wow, this guy, like, he knows how to make beautiful marks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like the basis of art. It's like yeah. a, con- it's a, a pile up of beautiful marks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's a good place to end it. Yeah, well, in closing. Yeah. In closing. Oh, yeah. 
We would like to ask if you could give your younger self some words of advice, what would that be? Okay. Great question. <laughs> I'm actually going to reframe it though. Okay. So Tim Ferriss has a similar question he asks his guests, mm-hmm. but it's what would what advice would you give to a young 20-year-old driven student that's about to enter the world? Cool. Yeah. Because I feel like giving yourself advice is very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, so the advice I'd give to a young artist mm-hmm. uh, who's like trying to trying to make it is uh, go read The War of Art, go read The Artist's Way. So those two books, just fucking read them and let those two eloquent writers like guide you. More like the thing that is the most important is just working hard. Mm. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah. Just fucking work your ass off. Nice. It's perfect. Let that settle in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Abe. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much yeah, for, thanks for coming on RCAF. It's awesome. Man. This has been an awesome conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I get a t shirt? Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll hook you up. Do, do I got to buy one? Because I no, will. You don't have to buy I'll one. buy one. Go yeah. represent. I need you guys some money. Yeah. Should, we, should, we, no. should we go get some like pho or what? Yeah. Let's I'm see hungry. what's up. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> we're going to go get pho. So, uh, <laughs> we love you guys. Thanks so much for yeah. listening. Peace, y'all. Happy Thanks painting. for listening. Thanks, Abe. And uh, best wishes to you on your new adventure out yeah, in man. Chicago. Yeah, appreciate it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'll be All fun. Right. All right. Later. Peace, Peace guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of RCAF Podcast. For additional images and notes on this episode, you can check out our website, rcafpodcast.com. And you can find me, Andrew Norris, at andrew.norris.arts on Instagram. And andrewnorrisarts.com is my website. I also have links on my website to episodes as well as all my best paintings. And you can find me, John Speaker. My website is johnspeaker.com. On Instagram, I'm at John Speaker. And on Facebook, John Speaker Art. Thanks again for listening. Peace. Thank you. (laughs) 